You're listening to Your Daily Dungeon, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast by Your Daily Nerd. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Kyle Bavaris, um, and I bet you're wondering why I'm the one speaking and not Ian. Uh, that's because, if you could tell by the title of this episode, this is a special edition one-shot. We decided to do something a little bit different this week, mainly because uh, people's schedules couldn't quite line up for us to record a regular episode. And, um, yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm still getting in under the, in control of D- uh, DMing for for a bit. You know, I've, I DM a uh, in-home session in person, and uh, this is a good opportunity for me to kind of stretch stretch my legs out and give it a shot and do something different. Uh, so I am joined by um, some people that you do know, uh, such as Ian. Hey, what's up? Eric. I only go by Eric. Dylan. Hey, what's up? And we're joined by a very special friend of ours. His name is Q. Howdy. All right, so uh, I guess before we go a little bit any further, uh, as far as like lore for this one shot goes, um, it is primarily set in the Sword Coast, uh, but a little bit of flavor and some a little bit of homebrew kind of stuff that I have added in myself, as far as like small towns and um, little things that aren't necessarily normally part of the um, experience. So uh, I hope everybody enjoys. Um, the, the let's go ahead and just jump right in. I'm done stalling. <laughs> it's currently the beginning of winter. The trees have shed their bright red and yellow foliage, and the air is bitterly cold as the wind blows. And while not in the immediate future, the clouds overhead grow gray and heavy with the possibility of snow. Our adventure today starts near the halfling town of Dusklight. While they themselves are a rather defenseless town, they are protected by a group of monster hunters and evil slayers who live in a keep on the hillside above the town, a keep known as the Keep of the Black Boulder. This is a story about those protectors. This is a story about the clan of the Onyx Blade. We now find our heroes gathered around the table enjoying their breakfast in the dining hall of the keep. It's a long, square table that fills up the majority of the room, and you all crowd around it. It's a table that's much too big for four adventurers, but at the same time, when you were putting the keep together, you all felt like it really tied the room together. Um, Ian, if I go ahead and get you to uh, describe your character for us. Okay. Uh, so, Lysander is a, uh, a high elf, uh, and he... He's fashioned himself in the way of both blade and and spell, uh, and has gone out in, in his adventuring life away from his uh, home city, uh, deep inside of the woods. I believe they are like southwest of Waterdeep, or no, southeast of Waterdeep. I can't remember what they are, but it's some wooden wooden realm, and uh, he was raised by other other blade singers to be this martial master as well as uh an arcane uh i guess spellcaster 
Uh, Lysander Dayspring is uh, not necessarily the most talented with either one of those two crafts, never really specializing fully in a specific arcane school, but also never really becoming a, a prime master of many, many different blades, just becoming skilled in a handful, as well as a few bows. Um, <clears throat> as far as you guys know, Lysander, he's uh, cordial at best. Uh, he can be abrasive in social situations and his distaste for mayflies and particularly that of orcs and green dragons is very apparent. Uh, he scowls upon dragonborn, uh, viewing them as a splotch upon the world, uh, not favorable of any kind of dragonkin whatsoever. Uh, and he kind of views humans as a uh, sort of convenience to acquire or attain his goals, but doesn't necessarily mistreat them, but certainly doesn't think highly of them. Uh, he's tall. He's about uh, 5'10"-ish or so, uh, with very pale, pale skin uh, and uh, very dark black hair with uh, these very, very blue, blue eyes. Uh, you could describe his facial features as sharp with uh, kind of like jutting brows. That, and like his, his eyebrows kind of do that Warcraft bullshit where they stick up the side of his head just a little bit. Uh and he's got very pointed ears that stick up to the top of his head. His head is, is more long and angular than it is rounded. Uh, and his features are pronounced, it, particularly his uh, almost beak-like nose. Uh, Lysander is even-tempered. And uh, he, he's adorned with just regular studded leather armor. But uh, you guys have probably seen him in combat a couple times now. And, and you understand that he though wearing light armor, is so fluid and dynamic in his motions that he's hard to pin down and hard to, to strike a blow against in a fight. He, he's got a very strange, almost dance-like or trance-like uh, combat style. Awesome. Well, good to have you on board there, Lysander. Um, I forgot to mention at the beginning of this, this is a uh, level 5 party. Um, yeah, so this uh, should be fun. A level 5... Uh, everybody either rolled their stats or did a 30-point uh, point buy, uh, and they were each allotted a rare magic item and an uncommon magic item. Um, Q, why don't you go ahead and describe your character? Well, I'm just going to uh, preface this by saying that Ian does a fantastic job and don't expect anything much from me. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're good. I'm playing uh, Prince Catactus the first. Um his friends usually call him K because no one in their right mind can pronounce his uh, first name. Even <laughs> I have a hard time doing it. But uh, he is a prince sort of on a pilgrimage. Uh, he was tasked with being the conqueror for new lands for his home kingdom of Helios. And at some point he met his first real defeat on a plains against... <clears throat> against another noble family by the name of uh, Susurfalm. Uh, so he took that defeat. Uh, almost in shame, he went to go visit the Oracle who at his birth proclaimed him to be a great conqueror. And the Oracle just was very unhelpful and said, go travel your own path and find your will to fight. So he's been traveling for a bit. He uh, eventually made his way here uh, and has felt like this is going to be the place where he can uh, find his purpose and do the most good. So... He seems to be sticking around for the long haul, at least until something dramatic happens. 
he is a human with a pretty flamboyant red mane, uh, full goatee or a full beard, almost uh, not super long, but very noticeable. It goes all the way around his face uh, with the sideburns and everything. Uh, he's also big, uh, well over six foot, probably close to six four, six five, and extremely well built. He is the kind of person who has already completed a couple of hours training before breakfast almost every day. He is very fond of horses. Uh, his horse, uh, Bucephalus, is almost consistently with him wherever he goes if it's not inside someplace. He is uh, very big when it comes to being mounted in combat. He takes a position of not necessarily leadership in general, but leadership on the battlefield as sort of a rallying cry to his uh, compatriots. Uh, he fights with a longsword and shield when he is unfortunately not on Bucephalus and a lance when he is mounted. He uh, carries with him a legacy item granted through his father that you always see him with and it's a very ornate uh brass horn that he to what everybody could guess probably sleeps with because they never see him without it nice well good to have you on board there catactus uh dylan why don't you go ahead and describe your character yeah so i um i made this character this morning <laughs> um so garden in the field is a tabaxi and he's kind of like a orange color um stripes uh he goes by garfield for short god i hate you so much yeah i know um he has one of his magical items the rare one i believe is uh he has a dagger of venom that is named monday So his uh his first love actually is cooking. Uh he makes a mean <laughs> I, I can't make it through it. <laughs> oh God. Makes a Continue. really good um lasagna. The tabaxi have another name for it. <laughs> um please stop. <laughs> backstory his backstory isn't tragic or anything like that he kind of uh he just wanted to see what else was out there one day so he made his um ship that he could find and found his way to the mainland uh, oh and he he's um that's about it nope you missed that he cut out for that <laughs> last little part he is a rogue assassin. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Very classic. Well, you're on board, Garfield. I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but... No. And... Thanks. And last but not least, uh, Eric, go ahead and describe your character. Okay. I'd like to see you try to follow it up. <laughs> so, you know, 
Dylan made his character this morning. I made my character five minutes before we started the call. So, I am playing a half-elf paladin. uh, Tall-ish. Brown hair. Blue eyes. Enjoys uh, long walks in the jail cells as he watches people serving their time for justice sake and um he goes by the name joe that's literally it (laughs) (laughs) thank you for joining the party joe it's with a g right joe with a g yes that's actually his last name with a g yeah joe with (laughs) but it's spelled j-o-e but then his middle name is with and the last name is g Uggy, yeah. Uggy. Oh, good to have you on board there, Joe. All no right. problem. So, now that everybody has a glimpse into what everybody's playing, <clears throat> we can continue. I feel like I overprepared. You did not. Okay. I underprepared. <laughs> I am prepared. I am prepared. I am Kyle. all right so as you all are sitting around the table in the dining hall of the keep of the black boulder you there is an opening of the door door swings open and in walks the clan of the onyx blades personal assistant malcolm he is an older elf with graying hair and the scraggly bits of a go of what probably was a nice like mustache and goatee combination at some point but like over the years he's just it's just kind of gotten gray and scraggly and you're not really sure what he's doing with it maybe it's movember you don't really know um he comes in and he goes uh sirs there there seems to be somebody at the door at at the gate Time to go away. Did you even bother getting it, or are you coming in here to tell us about some mundane tribble for any reason in particular? Or better yet, did he give a name? Ah, uh, yes, I believe it's Mayor I. Darton, sir, from, from Dusklight. Um, dreadfully sorry, I, sh- I, I probably should have opened the door. And he walks back out of the other room without saying anything else, and he... Ah, uh, I hate that guy. Mayors, right? Right? And I know two whoever's next to me. Don't me. Fine. Keep your So about two or three minutes pass. Long, long time, long enough time to make you think, man, Malcolm's really getting up there in age. Maybe we should be thinking about getting a new butler or assistant. And he comes back in through the door and accompanying him is a halfling man with a short curly brown hair and a curly cute mustache is just in these nice purple and green clothes like he's got a blazer that is like a brownish green on the outside but like if he if you see him move like the jacket a little bit you can see that it's like a kind of like a purpley satin on the inside it's kind of it's very dreadful looking in all honesty but he's he is probably one of the nicest dressed people in the town of Dusklight. 
and he walks up to you and he's got his fingers on on the end of his mustache and he goes well 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 if it isn't the clan of the onyx blade how are you doing today gentlemen i was doing great i uh i cock an eyebrow waiting for him to get to the damn point honestly these people have no idea how to host come join us for breakfast Ah, yes, I, yes, yes, thank you very much. And Malcolm pulls the, the chair out for uh, Mayor Idotten, and he sits down and pushes the, the chair in. He's, he's pretty short. Like, this is a, this is a regular, a regular people-sized table for him. And um, he just, uh, he gets uh, pushed in. But he's like, the, the actual table itself is probably at neck level for him. Um... So he's just kind of he's kind of peeking over the edge, but he's excitedly just like sitting there, and kind of just chatting about the weather and about how about the incoming winter and everything, and he's shoving bacon down his throat. Then he turns and he goes, he he look uh, he looks at you, Lysander, and he's like, ah yes, where are my manners? I forgot. The real reason I came here in the first place. I have a job for you. Lysander kind of leans back in his chair with a, a Kirk, uh, with a, a, a peaked interest. Uh, does he have like a glass of water or something in front of him? Yes. I uh, <clears throat> I take out my flask and I like I, I like pour uh, the water out of my flask and catch it with shape water and fill his glass and I say, "Do go on." Ah, oh, thank you very much, sir. Always, always far too kind, all of you. Yeah, you know. You having all built this keep here has kept the town of Dusklight so well protected over the past year or so. And I really can't thank you enough. The town can't thank you enough. Well, you know, gotta put all those dirty, no good, dirty people, dirtiness into jail. Do you think before you speak, or does it just come straight from the ass? I like to think a little bit of both. Yes, a little option A, a little option B, as they say. He's he, he, he's continually fiddling with his mustache this entire time, and he stops, he kind of slams his hand down on the table. Well, to get to the point, people are getting a little worried. We haven't been attacked in a while, which is good, but they're starting to hear things in the night. What sort of things are they hearing? They're it, different accounts from different people. It's uh, Yago, the blacksmith, said he heard whispers outside of his doors. Um, uh, James, the uh, the enchanter, he, he thought he heard a scream coming from the forest in the night. I don't know what these things are, and. Frankly, I, I I wouldn't be doing my job as a mayor if I couldn't find a way to protect the town. Garfield, I bet you ten bucks it's ghost. I bet you ten gold that it's ghost. Garfield's been kind of like, not really napping. He's just kind of been like laying back in his chair this whole time. Um, but then he like, he catches a whiff of the bacon that kind of wakes him up a little bit. And then, oh, I, I know, you know. Garfield can't resist a bet, so I'm like, 
But yeah, what are we betting on? What was that? Some, you said something about a ghost. I'm in. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying I think it's ghosts. Were, were you paying attention? Uh, not really. I was I was napping a little bit. <laughs> hey, who's that? You know what? Never mind. Dylan, I just want you to know that I really appreciate you doing your best Garfield impression. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so we have our theories. Um, the 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 sources of all the sounds seem to be coming from the forest north of town. Um, perhaps you could investigate there. Um, I know a good place. Uh, I don't. I, I don't even know what it could possibly be, but I don't know. Maybe maybe check out the lunar tomb. The lunar tomb. The lunar tomb. Do I know anything about the lunar tomb? Uh, you yes. Got you guys would all know about the Lunar Tomb, having uh, kind of lived in this area for a while. The Lunar Tomb is a um, tomb that uh, that is lunar. No, uh, it's um, built into the side of a hill about two days north of where Dusklight is. It was a tomb that was built in um, in remembrance and dedication to a group of soldiers known as the Moon Knights. That were led by a uh, elven captain named Iarion Vandir. Uh, the um, they were ve- they were basically war heroes uh, in a war that happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Uh, it's very well known in these parts because it's probably one of the bigger monuments in the area. Uh, Dusklight is a, is a fairly small town, so they don't really have a lot going for them. So that seems to be like one of their big like if so if somebody's stopping in Dusklight, they're usually on their way to go pay uh, homage over at the uh, lunar tomb. Okay. Hmm. Well then, sounds like we have both a heading and a berth. Shall we prepare? We eat first. We... Uh, I, uh, I yes. We Is it prepare. already time for second breakfast? Oh, good. I said, is that the halfling joke? That was good. No, it's just a little peckish after eating. Oh, as am I. Okay, there it is. Okay. Um, well, thank you for the job. Hoping that he'll leave. <laughs> Nonsense. If we're having second breakfast, it only makes sense that the mayor stays with us. All right. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> like that idea. Getting up for sleep is early in the morning. Mm-hmm. How are you going to eat while you're asleep? Uh, you'd be you know surprised what? that health knows no bound to lazy. I'll have you know that I excel at laziness. Does that not mean no knows no bounds? I oh you make my ears and eyes bleed simultaneously. That's oh. an impressive feat. It is. I, I envy your your profound stupidity. Well, I appreciate your honesty. No, there wasn't a... Co- okay. <laughs> Mayor Idotten is watching all of this with genuine, like, interest and earnest. He is... A, you can kind of get the feeling that he doesn't really get out that much, and, like, this is inter- really entertaining for him. <sighs> I have an intelligence of eight, so... <laughs> I uh, I calculated my uh, my passive perception wrong. It's actually fifteen, not thirteen. 
So I'd like to think that I notice him being entertained by this, and then that irks me immediately. And I'm like, oh, well, take your rest. I will. I, I wasn't planning on your permission. Oh, my God. So, uh, Mayor Dutton kind of stands up to leave, and as he's about to go out the front door, he goes, one more thing. I forgot to mention, um, obviously, I know you guys don't do this for free. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> uh, he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a, a patch and uh, a, a pouch, not a patch, a pouch, and tosses it over to Garfield. Uh, he he catches it and uh, looks looks at it very inquisitively and uh, immediately opens it up. Inside, you find about twenty five platinum. And he gave it all to the. <laughs> yeah great yeah, <laughs> yeah. looks like we're I doing go like, oh. free guys thanks bud I like to think that knowledge is just as good as money and in my oh stomach oh my god you are so annoying <laughs> I was making a joke it was not uh, funny I was I about to uh, say you can't really pay the bills with knowledge now can you I don't have to pay the bills the guild pays me by giving me room and board. You know what you can pay the bills with? Mm hmm. Conquering those who are coming to collect. You can't see it, but my, my expression goes flat. I look at it and blink several times in quick The mayor, being really the only form of government in this area, kind of has a wide expression and then turns around and walks out and wordlessly. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. He should come by more often. Well, I guess we should probably get on with it, and I don't have time to spa. We usually do. Uh, what was your name again? Rick Kakis? Oh, oh no. Uh, you pronounced it how long we've known each other, and you still can't get it? Just, just call me K. If you can not butcher my native tongue, I'd be appreciative. No, say it again. Catactus. Catactus. I'll go prepare the horses or my horse. I cackle it, Dacus. He pushes off on the table and heads out to the stable or whatever to prepare Bucephalus for the days. Alright. So you all adjourn, gather all of your equipment that you feel necessary for this journey, and you mount up and you start heading north. So the forest of up north to the north of Dusklight is rather large. Um, like like I said before, it's about a two days journey on foot to the um, to the lunar tomb. But with on horseback, you could probably make it in about a day and a half. It is still quite a journey, and with the trees being as condensed, uh, being uh, as dense as they get. It could be a little bit tricky to navigate the horses from the keep to the tomb. Your first day goes very uneventful. The sky is incredibly overcast and a little bit of snow falls, but not enough to make any kind of like precipitate, like to stick to the ground. Um, but the wind is just like bitterly chilly. Like it, it is chills you to the bone. 
Uh, and then you guys, um, at the end of your first day, you settle down to make camp for the night. Um, so, who would like to make, uh, who would like to keep first watch? The way that I like to do this is I like to do uh, three uh, watches, unless nobody wants to keep watch over the camp. Um, basically, whoever would be doing this would uh, make a perception check and see if they can keep uh, keep their eyes open for the camp. Uh, I'll take first watch because I don't actually have to sleep. I just need four hours of trance. Alrighty, <laughs> go ahead and give me a perception check. I'll take a watch. Oh, nice. Uh, that's going to be 23. Did you give her a call? Okay. 23. All right. So you managed to make it through uh, your portion of the night rather uneventfully. Uh, you hear some birds throughout the uh, forest. Um, and, but nothing that really catches your eye besides that. Um the rustling of the trees as the wind blows, but that's about it. Who would like to take second watch? I'll take second watch. All right, go ahead and roll perception. I will. That will be... Uh, oh, you're going to love this. Three. Three. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Six. Forgot I actually have that. Six. Really pushed it over the edge, didn't it? Six. Man, Joe, you are just so excited to punish some evildoers. You are like not even focused on anything else that's going on in this forest, and you're just thinking to yourself, "What what weapon are you using, Joe?" A great sword. A great sword. You are just focused on how damn shiny your great sword is. That you just can't seem to focus on anything besides that. Yep. I I, I probably sharpen my greatsword and, and admire it. And then I probably, like, find a tree close by and take out some javelins, do some target practice. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you want to go do some target practice with your javelins? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, roll to hit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you throwing it at a tree? Oh god, I rolled a nat one. A nat one. <sighs> oh god. Hang on, I have the perfect reaction gift for this. <laughs> god damn. <laughs> <laughs> nat one. Soiled it! So, um, Eric, go ahead and roll damage. What what is the javelin damage? D6 so D6 plus strength. Yeah, D6 plus strength. Nine. Nine. Catactus, you are rudely awakened by the piercing of a javelin in your shoulder, and you take nine points of damage as it just oh. like sticks into your shoulder. Okay. Oh. Okay, okay, wait, wait. So I, I, I see that I whiffed it and I see it go towards Cactus, and I'm just like I, I grab another jab towards him to run past him like, get back, you evildoer! <laughs> okay, oh. uh, give a deception check versus uh, Cactus's insight check. <laughs> uh, what, what, what check for me? 
uh insight for you deception for uh joe good dang it i, I have an 18 charisma and I ro- i'm just rolling so bad i got a nine hold a nine oh my god <laughs> dude those, those dice are banned um nice jail. dice are banned nice jail <laughs> as the javelin hits me in the uh does he say hit me in the shoulder yeah yeah, it gets I just want to uh, sort of wake up screaming, grab my longsword, which is just right next to me, uh, jump up, and then I see uh, Joe running in a direction, fighting. I just yell out, charging down after him to help go help him with whatever he's fighting. Alrighty. <laughs> so I, as I open my eyes, I, I glance around and go, "No, they they've got it." <laughs> <laughs> so. Um... Catactus, you go running off into the forest. And while you're running, sword drawn, looking for these evildoers that um, that Joe seemingly has fought off, you hear a scream. But not like a humanoid scream, but like the scream of an animal. Does it sound like a painful scream? <laughs> Yeah, it's it sounds like it sounds like the animal equivalent of a Wilhelm scream. Okay. Oh, after I imagine I get a you know thirty or twenty or thirty feet down after and I don't see anything. Do I still see Joe? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say that you still see Joe. It's not like a random. I I was I probably turn around just like do I do I hear the scream too? Yeah, yeah, you would hear it too. There's evil. There is. Turn around and say that. <laughs> Armed with javelins, it seems. I just ripped the javelin that's out of my shoulder in my shoulder out. I, I so, saw something move towards you. You wouldn't. I, you wouldn't rip javelin. He would rip the javelin out after he got you know realized that oh wait there's a javelin in me, not something that needs to be smashed first. It's like an arrow. You take it out when it's convenient, not immediately. What? <laughs> Garfield, uh, you wake up to all this commotion as well. Let's gather our things and go investigate, Joe. And get the... Uh, Very slowly. Yeah. Yeah, come on, Garfield. Can, can we leave... Can, are, you, are you an elf? Yeah. Yeah. Can, can we leave the elf? You are no, no, no. We will meet him. All able hands to defeat the evil. Okay. Field uh, takes a second to kind of stretch like a cat. And then he yawns, and then he's like... Does anybody come back and... Yeah, I'm gonna... Catactus is gonna come back to the camp and start rousing everybody who's still asleep. You see me. You see me just like with my legs crossed, and my blade is in my hands, floating gently like an inch off my. And and as you approach, I open my eye and I say, "What did you did you get him? Oh, you must have got him! Oh, congratulations! Oh, oh, oh! I was." Mm. Mm. Now's not the time to dream, wizard. There's things in this forest that don't need to be here. On your feet. <laughs> I I stand up. Humans here. Hmm. I. Half resist. Orcs. I. Or goblins. Anyone who uses javelins. 
<laughs> and I, do, do I see the, the javelin? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I like look at the javelin, cock an eyebrow, and I like reach up and like twiddle the end of my eyebrow, and I'm like, hmm, I spy with my little eye a javelin that belongs to. Never mind. You you won't understand. It's not trying. You guys hear another scream, sounding exactly sounding very similar to the one that you hear before. That's just rude. What, what was it? What was it again? Ian? Lysander. Yes. Yeah. I just come up. <laughs> Lysander, come on! We have to find this evildoer. They're throwing javelins. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> God. Throw javelins. Javelins at us. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> I, I, go. I point to the javelin and say, yes, you better collect the one that they threw. You might need it to add to your collection. That's, that's a fair <laughs> point. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yes. Well, here you go, Joe. Use their own weapon against them. Ah. And, uh, I don't really add insult to, to injury. <laughs> I, I, I slink off, hoping to catch a glance with Garfield, hoping to God that he at least understands how stupid this is. <laughs> Bye. Okay. I don't have the best insight. Do I understand what's going on, Kyle? <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll an insight check. Ooh, nineteen. Oh yeah, you understand. Good. <laughs> this is this is not your first rodeo. You've seen somebody accidentally get stabbed with a javelin before, many times. It's not it's not the first time this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> Specific, specifically by Joe and Catactus. Oh, he's gonna have a bum shoulder. <laughs> all right. Well, are we all gathered. Are we gonna go save the forest. Yeah. Take care of some evil. We are we heading the direction of the screaming. All right. So you guys walk in silence for about fifteen minutes or so. Oh no! I grumble to myself the entire time. Our, all right. Uh, is Catactus on his steed? Uh, he's walking beside him. Okay. So, uh, you get a very clear, Im fairly clear image of what the forest is looking right right now. The moon is full and is bright above you guys, with stars easily visible above, and it just shines through the dead branches of the forest. As you guys are moving forward, you see a clearing up in the distance, and you see two animals of some kind uh go ahead and make uh perception checks all everybody all right what was that dylan sure thing is what i said 15 ah uh, 10 9 15 so everybody except for joe uh can tell that these animals that are uh laying on the ground are deer full-grown uh, male, they have their antlers uh, full, uh, and crouched over each of them are two humanoid-looking creatures. Joe just keeps glancing at Cactus, like hoping that he doesn't catch on to the fact that he threw a javelin at him. <laughs> he's got no idea. <laughs> he's not. He's convinced that whatever's hunting deer is hunting them with javelin at this point. Uh, uh, I was about to ask, uh, Catactus and, uh, 
Lysander, you said you guys both uh, rolled 15s? Yes. All right, you guys would also note, rec- could make out some of the definition of the um, cre- the humanoids themselves. Uh, their skin is partially decomposed. Their clothing and tatters. And you can see them using their hands to dig into the side of each of these corpses that are there on the ground of the of the deer that they have slain. Can I make some kind of check to ascertain their nature? Uh, yeah, go ahead and either give me arcana or religion checks. Uh, they're the same each, so... Ooh! Uh, that's going to be the 17. 17? Yeah, you would you would know that these are zombies. Oh, okay. Well, as he's uh, trying to get a, cl- a closer glance, uh, Cathactus is mounting Bucephalus uh, and readying his lance. All right. <laughs> What's everybody else doing? Uh, I have a question for you, actually. All right. Uh, is it early enough in the morning for there to be a, a pretty bountiful amount of dew? This is this is at night still. This is like in the like the middle of the night. I would say probably closer to like two or three o'clock in the morning. Um, so I would say there's dew has probably not quite started to form yet on the on the grass around. Okay, sounds good. Um, in which case, I guess I'm going to. Uh... Hmm. I guess I'm ready in action. I, uh, I see if Katakus is going to want me to sip out some firebolts or something like that to kind of uh, accompany his ride out. Okay. Uh, about, about how far are they out from us? I would say that they are probably about 50 feet away from you guys. All right. <clears throat> He's going to look down from uh, Bucephalus. And just sort of in a hushed-ish tone, uh, are we just going to go? Because I'm all for it, but I'd rather not make a decision that affects all of us. Um, I motion to uh, to Garfield and I say, "Do you want to sneak around the side and see if perhaps there's a better way of going around them? Maybe there's As... more out of the tree line." Turns to me to say this. I'm already on my way. Oh. Right. Zombies. Um, go ahead and give me a stealth check. Uh, Lysander, are you going too, or is it just Garfield? Yeah, I'll go. Garfield. All right, both of y'all give me stealth checks. Ooh, fuck, twenty-two. Uh, twenty-four. Eric, you should take the die that I have. Over. All right, so you guys blend into the shadows and start to creep around in the forest around where they are, and they seem to not notice you. Um, I want to ready my lance and ready to charge at them should I either be given the signal or should something should they mess up. Alright. Uh, I'm going to take out my uh, so I've got uh, like my water flask which I keep for water but I also carry around uh, like a, a small water, uh, not a small, like a medium sized skin that I, I use for my shape water. Uh, and uh, it's not much water, you know, like maybe a little less than a gallon. Right. 
uh, and I'm going to just uncork that and uh, kind of like pull some water out into my hand and uh, just prepare it for something. Okay. I've got my sword drawn. All right. Duly noted. Uh, Kyle, is there a tree nearby that I could uh, climb up into? Yes. Um, I... Uh, you could easily climb up into one of the trees nearby um, uh, because you're still you guys are still kind of creeping over in the forest area um, did you guys want to take the right side or to the left flank to the right or the left of where they are mm. let's go left all right left uh, Lysander are you going with him or are you going on the run the other side or uh Uh, I'm going to, uh, take the contents of, how, are these trees, like, low-hanging trees with, like, thick branches or what? Yeah, I would say that they're probably, they are, um, lower-hanging <clears throat> trees, yeah, and, and they're, they're a little bit thicker. Alright, uh, There's so, not nearly, like, obviously we're in the middle of winter right now, so there's not a lot of foliage as far as, like, tr like, the leaves go. Is there any snowfall at all? It's cold and no. Uh, yeah, there's been a little bit of snowfall, like not enough to like stick to the ground or anything like that, um, but just like the occasional like small flurry, like you would like kind of like the snowy equivalent of a drizzle. Sure. Uh, in which case, I'm going to take the water from my, my my pouch that I have, and I'm going to freeze it and uh, connect it. It's a it's it's a, as much as a five foot cube, so it's a shit ton of water. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to make a small staircase to climb up to the top, uh, to the, like, the first branch, uh, unthaw uh, it, and then uh, take a perch on this branch to watch over the field. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll until I feel that I'm amply high enough away from the ground. Okay. We jump and grab me. I make sure that Garfield sees that I'm taking a post here. All right, so I'm you're signal that I see him. All right, so you're getting up in the tree. Garfield, you've gotten up in a tree as well? Okay. Um, I'll say that with your claws and like, uh, and being a tabaxi rogue, like no, no roll required. It's very easy for you to climb up into the tree. I have to do some magic fuckery. <laughs> yeah. You'd have, you would have to get a one for me to be like, nah, no, you don't make it up. Um, Ow. let's see. Catactus, you have ready to up your lance on top of your horse. Yep. All right. And Joe, you said you have readied your great sword. I have. All right. Who's making the first move? Um, I guess I'm going to uh, take some of the water I have, form it, and shape it to look like a human being, um, about five, ten-ish or so, and I'm going to start <laughs> walking across the field. Okay. So, so what? So say that again for me. I have the water that I have around me right start moving uh, I, sh I shaped it look like a humanoid figure and I have it start moving across the uh, I, I start moving it across the field okay uh, go ahead and give me a deception check uh, 17 yeah so they your watery humanoid starts walking across the field towards where the zombies are uh and the zombies hear like this like the 
like the swishing of the water and they turn around and they start lunging at it like the first two um that are closer to the right side uh start lunging at it and trying to like claw at it but it just passes through because it's water all right i let the water pool around their feet uh and i shout now freeze to pool water at their feet making making it uh they have to make a check out of standing on ice to stay standing and I charge forward as soon as he says go. Same. Just send these into a full gallop. <clears throat> All right. So both of those uh, zombies that you have like slipped and put ice under fall prone, <laughs> um, and the other two have now turned their attention towards what's going on. Uh, so which ones are you attacking? You got two on the right side that were feeding on one. Uh, deer and two on the other that were feed two on the left side that were feeding on on another deer. The two on uh, the right have, are the, are the ones that have been knocked prone from the uh, ice. Are these uh, zombies medium sized? Yes. Then I'll go for the two that are for the closest one that's not prone. For the closest one that's not prone. Yes. All right. Cool. Go ahead and roll to attack. Right. I'll go uh, one that is prone. And you're going. So I've got mounted combat, so I have advantage against creatures that are smaller than my mount while mounted. Okay. Uh, 21. 21 definitely hits. All right, and that is 14 piercing damage. 14 piercing damage, nice. So as you ride up, you put your lance through, and you just gore it like right in the chest with your lance, and just kind of pick it up midair so that was 19 points of damage 14 14 thank you all right and joe all right so he's prone so, I get so you get advantage yeah that would be 18 uh 19 oh yeah that hits ah ah my desk keeps falling off the table. Uh, 14 damage with my first attack. Nice. Is, uh, I, I don't know if he survived that. That was 14 damage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's still, he's still alive. You come up and you just completely cleave his right arm off. All right, and I go for a second swing. All right. Uh, Again with an with advantage. Cause he's still prone. Net eighteen plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, hits. Eleven damage. Yeah, you just after cleaving off that zombie's arm, you just swing back around with your great sword and just fully decapitate him, and the body just lays there on the ground, lifeless. A return to its state of death rather than undeath. <laughs> <laughs> You hear from the uh, the the tree. Uh, <clears throat> Lysander says, "I swing, or you know, ha- a halfling." Uh, Garfield, what are you doing? Oh, oh, you. He hears Lysander say, "Nice swing," and he says, "More like ice swing." Um, and then I jump down, <laughs> and I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna attack uh, one of the zombies that's on the left. All right, cool. Are you attacking the one that um, Catactus has already like gored with his lance, or are you attacking the other one that hasn't been damaged? 
The other one that hasn't been damaged. Let's go for him. All right, cool. What are you attacking with? Uh, with my dagger. All right, cool. Go ahead and roll to attack. It. Oh, shit. Oh, by the way, I hate you. <laughs> um, does an 11 hit? Yes, it does. Ooh. Wow. Zombies have very low AC. They're <clears throat> they're slow moving targets. Uh, um. Oh, well, hold on one second. Now, how much damage was that, Dylan? Um, that was. Give me one sec. Uh, it's five five points of damage all right and so you see garfield the uh tabaxi rush in and just give a nice big swing right in the chest with his dagger doing a little bit of damage but not nearly as much as the other attacks that have gone so far so that was a surprise round everybody go ahead and roll initiative Them. That's not a good roll. Oof. Or for me. Roll a six. And eight. Just one mm. second. All right. Ah. Rolling the. I have to write all my stuff down. Kyle, quick question. Yes. How far away is the other zombie from the one that I attacked? I would say probably about five feet or so. Perfect. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, 25 to 20. 20 to 15. Don't everybody speak up at the same time. <laughs> 15 to 10. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Are you serious, guys? Oh, Dude. my God, guys. Really? <laughs> Ten to five? Hey. Eight. I'm a six. I'll see. All right. So that was Catactus. Uh, that was you at eight? Yes. Fantastic. Uh, Joe, what did you have? Six. Six. I think I go before Joe. You uh, Lysander, you were also at six. Correct the mundo. Alrighty. Um, and then our tabaxi friend, what did you get? I got a four. A four? Jesus Christ. Oh. Would you get that that one or something? Oh. What do you, what do you, what do you roll? Oh, I rolled a um. But I did. Never mind. Nope. Nope. Can you all hear me? Barely. You're cutting in and out. All right. Sorry. Um. It's I. I forgot to add your modifier. Yeah. It's a. It's a six. <laughs> so you also are at six. Uh. Goes first. The tabaxi goes first. Then. Then. Why would he go before me? What's your What's Plus your three? I'll fight over and I don't care. Is it a fight? Isn't it just that whoever's roll is higher? 
plus the modifier. So, yeah, what's your, uh, Garfield, what's your dexterity modifier? A three. Three? Retied. Literally. Well then. Well, uh, rock, paper, scissors. No, nah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'll, I'll end up saying that Lysander will go first before Garfield. Okay. Uh, Death wanted it. All right. At the very top of the initiative order. No. From deep in the forest. Actually, not that deep. You hear the sounds of giant thuds as the sound gets closer and closer and out of the forest knocking over two trees directly if you're looking at the scene from where the deer were and the zombies were and where you came from the it'd be the northern side of this battle map you see an ogre come out of the woods in his hand a giant morning star but he looks off he doesn't like the zombies that are near him he is made of decomposing flesh and just his eyes are pupilless and he's got a giant axe sticking a giant great axe sticking out of his clavicle so I don't like that not either I'm gonna say that he used a dash action to make it into the battlefield so that'll be his turn for this round but next uh next round he's gotcha uh, Katactus, you are next. You have got a zombie impaled right now on your lance. Alright. Well, being as a 5th level fighter and I forgot that I have multi-attack, I'm gonna remember that from now on. <laughs> Good thing to remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got the one on my lance and there's another one uh, about 5 feet away from him? Yes. Alright. Well, I'm gonna just sort of like thrust the lance again with this one on it to try to do uh, another bout of damage to it. To the same one? Yeah, the one that was uh, the one I hit first. It's still undead, right? Yeah, yeah. So go ahead right. and go ahead and uh, roll to attack. Uh, seventeen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for eighteen damage. Ooh. Eighteen. As yeah. you shove your lance farther into the chest of this zombie, it just kind of looks at you. Its undead face and gnarly teeth in your face gives out one last last undead gasp of <sighs> and as this guy falls dead on your lance as his uh as his you know mouth goes ah but his eyes say but why <laughs> exactly <laughs> well stealing myself from the uh, empathetic zombie's eyes uh sort of <laughs> just sort of in the same square you uh Bucephalus is gonna square up so I'm sort of Face to face with, or sort of face to face with their zombie, and go in for a second attack. All right, go ahead and roll to hit. This Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, that definitely yeah. hits. This is the same zombie that um, that Garfield just uh, stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. Try to finish it off uh, for seventeen points of damage. Seventeen points of damage. That is exactly how much health he had left. <laughs> Good rolls. So in just one round of co and quick blows, Catactus has taken out both. <laughs> zombies that are standing there yeah alrighty an initiative turn six we've got Lysander Garfield Joe and the zombies <laughs> all on the same turn <laughs> <laughs> Lysander you're first 
Uh, is the ogre between trees still, or is he uh, in the field? He is in the field. He is just he basically knocked over uh, like two or three trees as he made his like knocking them over with his uh, morning star in his arms as he made his way into the field. Are there trees beside him? Is what I'm asking. Are like are they at least on the ground beside him? Uh, yeah, on the ground beside him. Yes. So if I were to cast web or and cast web on him and wrap it around the two, would would, would that count as two objects side by side? I mean, they are fe- they are felled trees on the ground. They're not standing anymore. I would say the closest. Like, are you talking about like standing trees? No, I'm trying to uh, basically either wrap his feet up or wrap him. I'm trying to weight him down with those trees. And you're, you're trying to pull an Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I'm trying to restrain him with the trees. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Is that a possibility if I cast web? Yes. So what's the so what's the uh, wording on web? What's the? Go ahead and read it for me if you don't have it up already. Is it Xanathar's or? No, it's just a regular spell. I think out of player's handbook, you ca- you conjure a mass of thick, sticky webbing at the point of your choice within range. Uh, it's got a pretty. It's sixty foot range or so, so I can move close if you need me to. No, you're in range. The webs are difficult terrain and lightly obscure the area. If the webs aren't anchored between two solid masses, such as walls or trees, or layered across a floor, wall, or ceiling, the conjured web collapses on itself and the spell ends after a single turn. Otherwise, uh, I mean, it, it has to make a save one way or the other, but it lasts longer if it's between two trees. Gotcha. Uh... So I'm just stick the web between the two trees he felled and wrap his feet around it. Yeah, I'd say you could probably do go do that. So he okay. needs, needs to make a dexterity save. Correct, Amundo. And if he if he doesn't, then he is what knocked prone or no? He restrained. is restrained. Gotcha. Uh, he can't he can't move and attack rolls against him have advantage, and uh, he has disadvantage and he has disadvantage on dex saving throws. All right, and that is a five minus two, so that's a three. All right, uh, I cast web on the two tree trunks and his feet and web him up. He's stuck to the trees. Cool. His movement is is cero, as they say in Spanish. Okay. And Espanole. And then as a bonus action, um... No, I guess that's good for now. uh, I'm going to go ahead and from the tree and drop down to floor level all right so you're back on the back on the ground now yes all right cool uh garfield it is your turn you just saw catactus has killed both zombies including the one that you stabbed and uh lysander has now webbed up part of this ogre zombie that has emerged from the uh the tree line perfect and uh he said that so since he's webbed i uh any attacks on him get advantage that is correct. Um, how far am I from the ogre? I would say you're about thirty feet away from him right now. Okay. That's a spicy meatball. Ah. Uh. Did Wait, you say what? Something? I'm gonna uh, can I shoot? I'm gonna shoot at it with my crossbow. Yeah, go ahead. Roll to attack. Boom. 
I have advantage, um, I'm going to use sneak attack if I hit. Yeah. Is a uh, 17? 17? Yeah, definitely. Cool. So the regular damage is going to be 8. So that's 14. Twenty damage. Twenty damage total. Nice. As you let loose that crossbow bolt, it flies over and it hits him on the opposite side of where that great axe is embedded in his in his the top part of his chest. Awesome. What else would you like to do? Um. Can I take? Well, I can't do that. Oh, no, can I take a, uh, can I use cunning action to the nearest tree? Do what to the nearest tree? Dash behind it. Yeah, absolutely. You're trying to hide. <sighs> yeah, I'd say, I would say you don't need to use your uh, cunning action to dash to get to behind the tree. Uh, so you could go ahead and just use your cunning action to hide if you want to roll a stealth check. Oh, nat 20. Nice. You fade from existence. You're that you're that hidden. <laughs> cool. Alright, so that's the end of your turn. Joe, you're up. What's up? Such an innocent hit. <laughs> cool. Okay. <clears throat> so uh it's an ogre, right? Yes. Alright. Well my my vows my tenets tell me I, I have to fight the greater evil. So, I turn to the ogre, I say, You will die today, you foul beast! And I charge towards him as a bonus action, I'm gonna use my... Set the web on fire, it does damage. Hey, no matter uh, gaming. <laughs> I have... As a bonus action, I'm going to, I'm going to use my Channel Divinity Vow of Enmity, so I have advantage on him. You already uh, had advantage on him because of the web, but that's okay. Well, I get it for the next 10 minutes. Okay. Web goes away. <coughs> I have advantage. There you go. And then I'm going to uh, I'm going to attack him. All right, go ahead and roll to hit. I'd like to say that I was a meta game spell description. I'm, I'm just teasing, man. <laughs> feels, feels bad, man. All right, so does a 10 hit? A 10 does, in fact, hit. Wow. Oh, wow. That, was that was a 10 even with advantage? I rolled a 2 and a 1. Damn. Wow. Yeah, man, zombies, zombies have shit AC. All right, so uh, I'm going to deal some damage sounds. So, 10 damage on the first attack. Nice. Uh, nat 19. Yeah, that'll okay. hit. Uh, for my second attack, it uh, rolled like a 20-something. Yeah, that hits. 27, yeah. I'm going to put a first level smite in. All right, go ahead and roll that damage. And he he's undead, correct? He is, he is but I am like... So, this is the thing about... about undead in the monster manual zombies 
and like uh, other most other undead don't aren't vulnerable to radiant damage. Nope, but but you do get that extra one d eight of damage for divine smite. That's correct. Yep, an extra one d eight. Reroll that two for my because of my greater. You don't weapon. need. You know, they're vulnerable to wow. it. Turn okay, one. Oh, we're not good. We can't turn undead. Can paladins turn undead? Is that a channel divinity they have? Nah, I think that's just clerics. Twenty-seven points of damage. Jesus, dude. I, actually, I didn't roll that well, to be honest. Twenty-seven points of damage. As you see, Joe rush forward with his great sword in hand, takes one swing, turns around. And as he comes down with the second swing of his greatsword, you see a radiant flare of divine energy sparkle off of his blade as he brings it down and deals another massive blow to the ogre zombie. He is, he's looking pretty hurt at this point. And he's barely gotten to do anything besides make a grand entrance. Um, True. Uh, I think that's the end. Of the, I don't think you have anything else you can do. You've used movement, bonus nope. action, attack twice. Yeah, you're good. All right. So. You can wink at it. There is only one zombie left alive still, like regular zombie, and he's going to use half of his movement to stand up. Um, and he's going to. I'm, I'm going to make him do a deck save to see if he can kind of like balance. Is it still icy? Do you still leave it as icy below him? Yeah. I'll make, have him do like a deck save to see if he can... Yeah, he, he manages to stay up and kind of find his footing. And he's going to shamble over towards you, uh, Lysander, and take a uh, take a swing at you. That is a 14. That's a miss. And so he just getting up and kind of struggling. He takes a swing at you and you just kind of move out of his way real quickly this guy is way too slow for you this is this is baby shit for you so that's really the only thing he can do um that goes back up to the top of the order it's the ogre's turn so the ogre is going to attempt to break free of this webbing oh, and that fell off the table and let's see, that is a 17. That's a pass. All right, so he manages to break free of the webbing, but that, I believe that is his entirety of his turn, correct? Yeah, he has to make the save at the end of his turn. Yep, uses his action to make a strength check. He gets the spell save DC, and if it succeeds, no longer restrained. All right, so he has managed to break free of the webbing, but that is all he can really do at this current point in time. Uh, Catactus, it's your turn. Alright, about how far off is he? Uh, from you at this point, I would say he's about 30 feet from you. The ogre? Alright, All right, perfect. Um, <clears throat> well, Catactus is just going to line himself up with the ogre in sort of a dead straight shot and just, again, send Bucephalus into a full sprint and just try to lance him twice. Nice, go ahead and roll to attack. Oh, he's a big ogre, ain't he? He is considered large. Rip advantage. Large boy. Uh, uh, nine and eleven. Uh, yeah, that that hits. 
Both of Nine them hits. Hit. Both of them oh, hit. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's going to be... Uh, I have this saved. What am I doing? So that is going to be 27 damage total, piercing. 27 to- damage total. Yeah. As you bring Bucephalus into a full gallop, charging across the field, yeah, you stab the ogre right in the middle of the chest with your lan- with his lance or with your lance and he is still alive he All is right. heavily heavily wounded i want to burn my action surge for just sort of two more good thrusts into his chest go ahead and roll to attack man oh. 11 11 yeah both hit wow i rolled poorly there it does, uh, it, does, it does not matter what you roll for damage because he has one health left Okay, so 20. Yeah, you just fucking annihilate this dude. How do you want to finish him off? Uh, can this all just be like one straight through charge? Yeah, With sure. the lance being one attack going all the way through him and then just anime uh, style this shit where we're both just standing there for a split second, me down past him. And half a second later, he just collapses. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Oh. And and then you get a cut of all the other party members going, oh, oh, like they're all gasping and <laughs> impossible. <laughs> I knew you could do it, brother. <laughs> all right. So the ogre zombie falls to the ground and that just leaves one remaining zombie on the field. And that brings it to your turn, Lysander. Oh, um, God, leave it to me to fucking spectacularly screw this up. <laughs> um, lightning bolt, I'm kidding. Um, I'll just go ahead and make a weapon attack. All right, roll to hit. Twelve. That hits. Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. And what kind of weapon are you using? Uh, it's a magical plus one rapier. Ah, uh, yes, your your sword. Um, that's eight points of damage. Yeah. You take a swing, and you just kind of you pierce them a little bit. And you just be like, these guys are like fragile. This this will kill them no problem. And you stab them. Zombie looks down, and then looks back at you, and just starts moving towards you again. He's still still alive. <laughs> Uh, Garfield, your turn. Uh, how far away am I from the zombie? From the other one, I would say you're probably about 20 feet. Okay, I'm going to fire another uh, crossbow bolt at that one. Okay, go ahead and roll the hit. Uh, 10. 10? Yeah, that hits. And... Oh, no! Uh, 8 damage. Did you roll sneak attack? Ooh, I did not. Because he's, he's engaged in combat with Lysander. I thank you, thank you. Um, eight plus two is ten. Twelve. <coughs> uh, seventeen points of damage. Seventeen points of damage. And with that, Lysander, you see this zombie after having been stabbed by your sword looks down at it and then looks back up at you and starts shambling towards you, trying to reach at you and bite you and cl- and use its hands to cl- claw at you. And then you just see 
you see the end of a crossbow bolt come out through one of its eyes, and it just falls lifeless. It returns to lifelessness on your sword. I, uh, I kind of, like, take the tip of the rapier and just kind of, like, flick it off to the side. And I, I look at the I look at the bolt in the back of his head and look over to see if I see where it came from. And I'm, I'm assuming there's no way I can. Cause he, is he hiding? Oh, yeah, you were oh, hiding. I, I, uh... And whatever tree I was at so that I could, so that I could dramatically, like... I, I, I imagine, like, the zombie kind of falls away from Lysander and then he kind of looks at me and I just kind of wink at him. Very movie style, I dig it. Yeah. All right, and so with the falling of that zombie to the ground, you all catch your breaths for rev- from a relatively short combat, and you look around, and the scene and the clearing is still around you. You know, I... Th- I... Good, good fight, everybody. Very good fight. Very strange, though, that... All these zombies would only carry one javelin. <laughs> <laughs> is just gonna sort of trot over back to the group. Uh, yes, it is quite a conundrum. <laughs> Not very smart, obviously. Of course, mm. what expect they're undead? Exactly. Their strength lies in numbers, not their tactics. Speaking I, of which... I up and touch my nose and I see some blood coming out of it. <laughs> are, you, are you okay there? Just, just a few blood vessels. Just uh, proxy, uh, proxy by stupidity, you, you know. Good. You, no. you probably deserve it. I... I fucking hate you. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But I do. I do. You. You are. You are the closest thing I have to Ken, and you. And you make me absolutely sad. Uh, Lysander, you have the highest passive perception of the lot of you. Uh, you notice that on the zombies themselves, the they're wearing some strange clothing. Um, dark. Were they? Cr- Go ahead. Were they human zombies? Uh, they were elven. That one was an ogre. Yes, and one ogre. <laughs> um, you notice that the like the tatters that remain of the clothes that they have are a dark crimson color. Do I need to roll a history check to recognize that, or um, probably better to do an investigation check. Investigation check, and then we'll see what you find. Uh, it's a 14. 14. So you kind of go up to one of the zombies, and you start looking. You recognize that they're wearing these dark crimson uh, robes that look like they would be of some kind of, like, priesthood or uh, monastery of some ki- of some kind. Um, the most... Ooh. The Can most... Make a real- go ahead. Uh, I gotta check what my what my thing is here. Never mind. <laughs> I guess Fine. I'm gonna try to put things together. I'm I'm, I'm pretty smart. I, I'm gonna say perhaps these zombies came from the uh, the temple that we're heading towards. But why, or how rather? 
Obviously, they were hungry. Very oh, good patient, Garfield. Those are fine questions and everything, but I'd rather deal with the uh, the now than deal with the how. <laughs> well, what would create such a zombie like this? Can I tell how old it is? Um... Go ahead and give me another investigation check. Ooh, that's a 26. Oh, yeah. You can tell that even though, like, the flesh is decomposing, that these are relatively fresh zombies. Maybe within, like, a couple of days or so. Uh, I guess I mentioned say that these are fresh made, not from the town, but uh, certainly... Uh, from the monastery. Well then, shall we finish up? Uh, it's still about midnight, right? Like early yeah, it's, past midnight. I, it's about about like two or three o'clock in the morning. Shall we finish uh, trying to get a little bit of rest and then head there in the morning proper? I'll leave it up. To... I say. I say we. But that's I mean, because I'm itching for, for more of a fight. You don't think that you should sleep? I feel no ill will. I feel like I could keep fighting for another three, four hours. <laughs> well then. Okay. Can't be shown up by Joe. Onward. And start trotting towards the uh the uh the tomb i never mind i don't want to wait a second on this <laughs> so you continue on deeper into the forest and uh as you get closer and closer to the tomb the trees are starting to get closer and closer together and get, the wood is getting a little bit denser um uh catactus you're, you're having a hard time kind of keeping bucephalus like like on the straight and narrow pretty much without her like hurting herself all right um but you managed to just fine uh i would say it's probably say it's probably close to 4 a.m about an hour more walking that you guys come to close to the tree line and you can see uh, from the light of the moon the opening, the the front entrance to the lunar tomb. The front entrance to the lunar tomb is built into the side of a hill that is about, it's a relatively large hill. I'd say probably about like 60 feet tall. Um, and built into the side of it is a... Um, a I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe it a black and white marble entrance that with with uh columns and pillars that go like six columns of pillars that go all the way across and then standing next to those standing at 10 feet tall are two giant uh two 10 foot tall statues uh of elves the of the moon of two moon knights in their traditional elven armor standing with um, swords planted down onto the ground with their hands resting on the pommel of the blade. 
I thought you said that they were sold out or no. I'm sorry. You said they were sold out or no? Sorry, not sold out. Uh, they were undead. No, no, no. The 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 ten foot tall. Well, they're statues. These are statues. Oh, okay. I got you, this is part of the actual like like the outside of the tomb itself. I got you. My apologies if that wasn't clear. No, I was unclear. I'm dumb. Well, we knew that. But... I didn't ask you, Eric. <laughs> Lysander, did you say the corpses were fresh or the zombies were fresh? Um, I would say that the zombies are fresh. The bodies were a few days old, but I had imagined that the zombies themselves were freshly made. Hmm. And we're heading into the tomb that honors ancient elven warriors. Correct? Correct. I don't like where this is going. Everybody go ahead and give me stealth checks. Um... Oh, I'd love to. Do we have to? Uh, oof. <laughs> That's not a good sign. Twelve? Oh, hey, fourteen. With disadvantage. That's insane. Sixteen. Holy crap, I rolled an eighteen. Rolled higher than the fucking rogue. But, uh, wait, I, I'm wearing heavy armor. Oh, wait, no, not a twelve. Sorry, a fifteen. Yep, that seems about right. Uh, Apologies. The horse got a ten. Yeah. Still, all of it beats that natural one. Uh, Roll a three. I have disadvantage because of my heavy armor. Roll a three. Three is still better than natural one, though. So, <laughs> as you guys kind of approach the um, the tree line, you notice more humanoid figures uh, standing outside of the tomb, kind of shambling around. Although, these don't seem to be the same type of uh, entity that you had faced before. They are brandishing uh, short swords and have uh, bows slung over their shoulders. Um, You see that these are not zombies, but instead uh, risen skeletons. Do they have any javelins that we can see? Uh, Make a perception check. (laughs) Uh, you guys see Uh, no javelins 16 you see no javelins looks like these (laughs) haven't been out of the cave at least haven't weren't (laughs) patrolling near us you see some marches so you guys look and you see actually about eight skeletons all standing outside of the front of the tomb they're all just walking about it doesn't necessarily seem like they are guarding the tomb they just seem like that's where they live well i said it it's just well i don't suppose we're sneaking by so what's the plan of attack i say head on i agree to the forehead all right i see no issue with this head on it is i uh i draw my rapier and i center it with my head and i tilt the blade to one side and I, uh, I begin to kind of silently hum the music uh, uh, to my blade dance. All right. How many times? How many times per day or long rest can you do your blade dance? Twice. Twice. Okay. Good to know. I haven't started it yet. I'm just like getting ready to 
Gotcha. I just wanted to know for my own reference. Sure. Yeah, it's a it's a unique class. For those of you listening, it's found in uh, Soy Coast event, and it's like a weird gishy class. It's it's I don't we don't we don't know how good it is. Playtesting it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I had somebody play it, so this this is the first time. So, what are you guys doing? Everybody ready? Uh, I guess we're gonna rush in, but I'd like to ask everybody if it's possible for us to line the uh, the skelly the skelly boys up so I can just bolt them. Mm. I say, look, I can make an ice wall, pretty big. Yeah, uh, so we could fight them one on one, on eight, on four, five. Mm. On the side of her neck. I'd have to just wait until they shamble together and bolt as many as I can. But if that's the way you want oh. to go about it. You're like closer to the skeletons where I could hide. Say that again for me. Is there anywhere closer to the skeletons where I could hide? Mm, not really. There's probably about like a. I would say there's probably a 10 foot, 15 foot. Uh, clearing of trees um, but from where the tree line ends to where the tomb starts. So there's about 15 feet of where it's just clear openness. Okay. Hmm. So there's ten, like 10 feet, you said, of clear openness? 15 feet. 15 feet. Okay. Well... Uh, I I just turned to uh, I forgot I forgot your name Q. Catactus. <laughs> Catactus. Bless you. I turned to <laughs> I turned to Catactus, and I'm just like, well, steed first. Uh, with pleasure. And I just uh, go on full gallop towards the closest one, lance ready. Nice. Go ahead and roll to attack. Yeah. These, uh, are, these, are these small boys or medium boys? Uh, they are considered medium. All right. That's what I like to hear. Uh, 13. 13 is their armor class, so you do hit. All right. Yay. So 14 damage followed by, wow, double nat ones. Oof. Uh, so 14 damage. So 14 damage against the first skeleton that you come across. You manage to hit your lance right in between two of its rib cage, uh, two of its ribs, and you're feeling confident after nailing it so like so hard, and you try to go for like a like a swift like swing of your lance to kind of like shake the bones away, and instead you accidentally toss your lance. Ah, oh, fantastic. So the skeleton still has the lance like stuck in his in his rib cage, and he's standing there with his sword pulled out, and he's got like his mouth agape at like, dude, what the fuck? Oh my god, I want something epic now. <sighs> All right, um, Joe, what are you doing? Okay, so I I see the the skeleton with the lance still stuck in him, right? Yes. Okay, I want to charge up to him and I want to kick the lance kick the butt into the lance okay uh, go, 
Yeah, go ahead. Try to rip his ribcage open. Okay. So, um, yeah, I would say go ahead and just roll a strength check. I, I mean, I think it would just be like a, just some attack, but just with my strength. Okay, yeah. Alright, so... 17. That's a 20. Yes, that, in fact, you kick right at the pommel of the blade, and it sends the lance flying out. Was that a nat 20 or just 20 in total? 20 total. 20 total. Alright, so... Oh, wait. Actually, well, it's like over 20. That's fine. I I want to know if it was a nat 20. Um, so you go and you run up and like this is sparta and kick the pump law pommel of the blade or of the uh lance and it just goes fly like sailing out and like sticks with the uh i guess the pointy side of it sticking out of the ground and the skeleton just falls all dead back on the ground and then i turn to another skeleton and strike it with my second attack go ahead and roll to attack uh that one dropped <laughs> doesn't hit 10 10 the other skeleton having seen you just fucking make announce your arrival turns <laughs> and as you come to swing back down with your great sword he brings his short sword up and blocks and uh, blocks your hit alpha we ain't about that here <laughs> <laughs> uh Let's see, uh, Garfield. What are you doing? Um, I'm gonna bum rush one of the skeletons that hasn't been attacked yet. Okay. Go you ahead. said there's eight of them. Uh, there are now seven of them. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna attack uh closest one to me that hasn't been attacked yet. Okay, roll the hit. A an eleven. An eleven does not hit. As you, oh god! As, were you going at him with your dagger, or were you going at him with? Ah, with my dagger. Yeah. So he he sees the arrival of Joe, and as you are trying to take him off guard and rush him with your dagger, he pulls out his short sword as well and just knocks it out of the way at the last second. Lysander. Uh, I'm going to uh, as a bonus action start singing. Oh, not really singing. It's like I just start evoking a dance-like motion uh, and enter my blade dance, and then I'm going to cast Scorching Ray. All right. I believe that you get three attacks with that, correct? Uh, first one's going to be an 18 to hit. That hits. And then... Ah, what, that 20? Come look. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's on, right it's, on the it's edge on the, of the... It's, a... it's like hanging off the table. Hell yeah. So nat 20, and then another trade. Yeah, all three hit. All right. Uh, are, you, any... are, you directing, are you directing them all at different uh, skeletons, or? Is that a big mamba-jamma? No, I mean, they're, they're all, like, relatively, like, same build size, and... Yeah, if it was a big mamba-jamma, I would have fired all my, all my rays into it, but, uh... No, they're, they're, they're all just minions. They're all just independently targeted then. Alrighty. Let me go ahead and roll. Seven. 
12. 17 for the crit. 17 for the crit? Yeah, you just see one of those scorching rays just fly and just completely, like, disintegrate and turn into ash, one of the skeletons. Okay. Uh, four points of damage to one. Uh, and then six points of damage to another. Nice. Those other ones, while not killed instantly, like the first, like the one that you hit with the crit, uh, are each heavily damaged, losing a couple of ribs on one and losing, like, part of the hip bone on the other. <clears throat> All right. I guess I'm going to go... I'm going to go darting in uh, and, and get up next to everybody else as well. All right. So that is going to end that surprise round. Everybody roll initiative. 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 Woo. Let's roll better than the last time, guys. I rolled in. I am. What was that, Lysander? I rolled an 18. I'm like rolling fire back here right now. Uh, Joe, what'd you get? A three. Oof, Joe. Uh, Garfield. That'll be a nine. That's right. And Catactus. Uh, 16. Nice. Hey, look at that. Nobody is on the same initiative turn this time. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Hey. All right, Lysander, you go first. Alrighty, uh, let's. You've see. got you've got four completely untouched skeletons and two that you had already hit with scorching rays. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to cast Melf's minute meteors. Oh God! So you see, six tiny meteors uh, erupt into existence around me uh, mm -hmm. when I. I can now use a bonus action on subsequent turns, so not this turn. Uh, and I can hurl two of the meteors to points I choose within 120 feet. Uh, it explodes if it reaches its point or hits a solid surface. Each creature within five feet of the explosion must make a dex save. The explosion is 2d6 fire damage on a failure. Or half damage on a success. Nice. So I've got a bunch of... Uh, six meteors floating around me. Uh, I'd like to add that they're like, kind of like ebbing and flowing around the fucking avatar. Absolutely. You I've also also got my, my shape water wall spinning around me as well. So are you big and blue? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It was a joke. It was a bad joke. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got flaming rocks and water spinning around me right now. Nice. Uh, anything? Do you, what are you doing for your action? That is, is that, my. That was, I, okay, cool. I thought that was your bonus action. A wizard. <laughs> Still a wizard. All right. <laughs> do you want to move at all, or uh, you're you're a pretty good distance. Um, like you're grouped up with the party right now. Yeah, I don't think there's any. Other... I don't have any cantrips. I think that are a bonus action to cast. So, uh. I'm... Good. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure all of my cantrips either do utility or have damage in other actions. So. Gotcha. 
All right, so that ends your turn then. Uh, Catactus, it is your turn. Your lance is embedded in the ground probably about 10 feet away from you. Um, it's Isn't it a free action to draw a weapon? It is. All right, well, then I'm just going to draw my longsword and just uh, move up to... Uh, is there an injured one near me? Yeah, there there are two that uh, that are near you within like uh one is probably about five feet away from you and the other one's about like ten feet away from you. Both are right. the damaged ones that um um Lysander hit with his scorching rays. Alright, well the one that's closest to me, I'm just gonna take a swing at it. Okay, go ahead and roll uh, the attack. Twenty one. Twenty one definitely hits. Let me double check this. Yeah, D eight. Okay. For twelve points of damage, slashing. Yeah, twelve points of damage, easily. As you as you ride up on the back of your horse with your sword drawn, you swing your sword and it like cleaves off the lower jaw of the skeleton, and it all just falls back from like the pure force as you ride by. Neat. And then can I keep going to the one that was ten feet away and hit him with my second attack. Absolutely. All right, twenty-two. Twenty-two definitely hits. For another twelve points of damage. Yeah, same thing with that one. You just, on either sides of your horse now, you swing on the right to get the first one, and then you bring back it around on the left side and just do the same thing to the second, and they just fall to fall to the ground. Um, now half of the skeleton uh, forces have been uh, wiped out in front of this tomb. All right, I'm good. Garfield, your turn. Cool, so uh, the same... Uh, sort of whiffed on when I tried to hit him before. I'm going to take another swing at him with my dagger. I just found um, the Lord says, Merry Christmas, you filthy hobbits. <laughs> Alright, go ahead and roll the hit. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. A... <laughs> what was that, Dylan? 23, sorry. 23, yeah, that definitely hits. And that's just going to be six damage. Six damage? Nice. Uh, so you swing your uh, dagger, and it manages to cut off like a big chunk of the like the forearm of this skeleton, and he just looks at you. It's ga- the gaping eye sockets of the skeleton just sta- seems like it's staring into your very soul. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, if it's too late for this, I like I get it. Is there a another skeleton within five feet of this one? Uh, there is. Ooh, then can I use sneak attack to add 3d6 to my damage? You can. Awesome. 5... Uh, no, no, no. 9. How much was that sneak attack? 13 more damage. Oh yeah, you kill him. <clears throat> So yeah, as this skeleton is like looking down at you with his like it's vacant uh, eye sockets, just kind of staring at you, you're just like, "Don't give me that look!" And you just kind of like bring your dagger back up and just cut the cut the skull in half. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? I don't think there's anything else you can do on your turn unless you wanted to do something for your cunning. Um, action. unless can I take? Uh, yeah, can I use cunning action to hide behind uh one of the statues? I guess. Uh yeah, go ahead and give me self check gonna be a 23 oh yeah you just turn ethereal and nobody sees you cool 
All right, that brings it to the remaining three skeletons. Uh, I've got one, we've got one that's going to sh- shamble its way over to Lysander, seeing it as a fairly, seeing him as a fairly big threat, is going to take a slash at you with his short sword, and that is a twenty-one to hit. Uh, shield. Shield. All right, and so as he goes in to hit you with his sword, you pull up this arcane shield and it just bounces off harmlessly uh one of them is going to pull out its short bow and take a shot at you joe and that is a natural 20 oh (laughs) no he didn't And he's going to hit you for nine points of damage. Is this the one in front of him? No, this one is one that's like closer to the back. Near the actual entrance to the tomb. Alright. Uh, and then the last one is going to kind of shamble its way up to um, uh, Catactus on, on the horse. And that is a 20 to hit. Not not Nat, but 20 to hit. Uh, me or the horse? Uh, you, specifically. All right. I don't know why I was asking. It hits both, but yes, it hits me. <laughs> Anytime somebody will like, answer a question that is, me, the horse, or blank. <laughs> it shoots the guy. And that's going to be seven points of damage as he like slashes what basically the broken remains of a short sword and kind of like just like slashes at the back of your calf all right all right so that's the end of their turn joe it is your turn at the bottom of the initiative okay so i've got this one in front yeah you got one in front of you all right i i smash a skull in all right roll to attack uh first attack is that one oof Mm -hmm. Uh, second attack is much 19. Yeah, that definitely hits. Ah, I dropped my dice. Sixteen damage. Yeah, sixteen damage. Lysander, you see as Joe comes up behind the skeleton that tried to attack you and just boom, just cleaves right through him and killing him instantly. And then I turn to the one that shot me. I point at him. And I just say, you. And I run up to him. Alright. I believe that's all you can do on your turn now, huh? Uh, yes. That is it. Alright, Lysander, your turn. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna zip two of those little me over to that guy. Over at the one that shot uh, Joe? Yes. All right. What do I need to What do I need to roll, or is it you roll a hit? Uh, let's see here. I'll double check for you real fast. Oh, I send it over to him. I can either drop it at his feet or make it contact with him. He has to make a. Save. He has to make a save. What kind? Dex. Dex. That is a 16. Alright, he passes on the first meet. 
second also. And that one is a two. All right, so he takes uh, seven divided by two is three. And uh, that's two ones, that's shit, so two. So five points of damage. Uh, you throw you throw these two meteors over, and they strike at the shoulders of this uh, archer skeleton, and he just kind of like he shudders for a second, but then he like goes back to like reaching back for another arrow out of his quiver. I uh, still have my regular action, and my movement, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna dart over there while I'm. Moving, I have forty feet of movement. Alrighty, so, yeah, you make like, it up to him, no problem. Yeah, it's basically like rage. <clears throat> All right, and what are you doing when you get up to him? Attack him with my blade. All right, roll the hit. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen, yeah, that hits. Uh, that's eight plus four is twelve. Yeah, it's in a short succession of blows of. Meteor, meteor, and then you see a dash of movement, and you just see the sword just cleave right through him, and just you see the bones just fall apart onto the ground, leaving one solitary skeleton left on the field. Which brings it to your turn, Catactus. It, you have one one skeleton left on the field, the one that just took a slash at your the back of your calf with his broken short sword. All right, we just succeeded. Cool. <laughs> we just I just, want, I just want to uh, sort of rear around Bucephalus and just come at him with two quick succession or two swipes in quick succession. All right, go ahead and roll to hit. Uh, twenty-five and eighteen, both hit. All right, for twenty-one damage. Oh yeah, he just stomps on the skeleton and it, like the bones go flying out into the forest. <sighs> Good. And that's uh, all the skeletons? That is all the skeletons here outside of the Lunar Tomb. I don't like the way you said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, sheath my sword and trot over and pick up my uh, lance. Alrighty. And if you'll excuse me, guys, let's go ahead and take a quick break right there. All right. Just do, a fi- do five minutes or so. Everybody get a drink or something, and we'll be uh, right back into this in just a second. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying our uh, one-shot, the uh, the Clan of the Onyx Blade one-shot that I uh, put together. Uh, this is, this uh, little break is recorded, what, like it's been like, what, two weeks after that? Guys? Mm, something um, something like that. Yeah. I think it's been two weeks. I think so. I know I've ran, I've ran, I've ran the session back at normal time now. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't know, obviously we, we record these uh, episodes a little bit in, in advance, so that way we're trying to put out as many uh, videos on time as we can each week. Uh, if you want us to do live recordings, please let us know. True. Look at Kyle. But that's not what we're, what we're talking about right now. Uh, so obviously it's me, Kyle, here with uh, Ian and Eric. Uh I just want to keep this a little bit this pretty brief, but we have actually uh, we just wanted to take a second to uh, thank everybody for their support that they've given uh, the podcast since our start back in April, like when we started with the uh, homebrew campaign and before switching to Strahd. 
Um, just so recently, we actually surpassed 1,000 total downloads. We're actually at 1,225 total downloads of the show. And we just really wanted to, to just take a moment to thank you guys so much for everything that you've done as far as listening to the show goes. Yeah. Yeah, just we really appreciate all the love and support that you guys give us. Uh, we'd appreciate if uh, you enjoy the show and you like what we're doing and, and you hate DJ, uh Make sure you, you comment, like, and subscribe or any and all of those uh, buzzwords that that, we, that they throw around on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and anywhere else really in particular. Especially if you really hate DJ. If we hit 2,000 uh, downloads within within two months, I'll kill DJ. Oh, and that's a promise. <laughs> that's I. You've got it on on recording on record now. <laughs> that I'm excited. Come on, guys. We got to bump those numbers <laughs> up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really all all we wanted to take this time for. Uh, and we'll go ahead and just again, thank you so much for uh taking the time to listen to us. We're we've got some plans. We've got some stuff in the works for plans for the podcast and just content in general for your daily dungeon coming up. Uh, so look forward to that and I uh, hope you enjoy the second half of this one shot. Yeah. And uh, if you, you know, let us know if, uh, if there's anything that you want us to do or you, you want to see, or if you'll have questions for us, just like, let us know guys. We, we'd really appreciate some love um, from, from the listeners and, you know, if you want to hear more DM tips and tricks, or if you want to hear something new like character concept day, or we could do totally tricked out Tuesday, and we just make something absolutely utterly ridiculous together. Mm. And, and yeah, yeah, just if you want to, if you want more content from us, just let us know. Thank you guys so much again for listening, and uh, I guess we'll go with my ever affluent and uh, fun catchphrase: "Keep on rolling." Welcome back, everybody. I uh, hope you had a nice little five minute break there uh nice to get up and stretch your legs go to the bathroom get yourself another drink especially when your uh voice is hoarse like mine hmm. so skeletons are all dead bones on the ground and you guys are now standing outside of the lunar tomb itself the uh front doorway uh probably about seven feet tall is um a nice heavy wood wooden door but it looks as if part of the uh, door itself has been broken oh, I uh I guess we don't have to knock <laughs> Garfield <laughs> knocking is for people who have complete doors and are not undead. Your human is showing. Proud of it. And I kick down the door. It's already kicked down. The door whack slams open. And it kind of like echoes throughout like the um, the rest of the tomb. They go, it goes whack, 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 whack. Well, they didn't know we were here from fighting the skeletons. They certainly know we're here from coming in through the door. Uh, as the moonlight starts to pour in through the door, you get to see a little bit more of where you're stepping into. It's a um, short flight of stairs that leads downward. Hmm. 
Well, who wants to go first down the creepy tunnel? I slap Garfield on the back. Hey. So I kind of like rub at my back, like, ah, and then I uh, very cautiously enter the doorway. All right, so you enter in. And as you uh, descend the stairs, you find yourself in a hallway that's about uh, 15 feet wide and 30 feet long. As it kind of continues into, it's just a very square hallway, um, no real curves into it. Uh, About, it turns off to the right about 20 feet into the hallway, though. And the... uh, there are unlit torches that line the wall. And um, on the far end of the hallway, you can actually see um, the dancing of shadow across the, um, of um, a light source and a shadow kind of like moving across the um, wall. Uh, I'd like to make note that the uh, kind of like, all right. Probably like another minute or so. Okay. I would also like to make note that against my better judgment, I'm going to leave Bucephalus out in the forest nearby. Alright. I'm not going to bring her into a cave. As much as it pains me. Um, So I'm going to... going to signal to the rest of the party to uh, cautiously follow in after me. Okay. So you guys descend the stairway? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is this an elven tomb, you said? Yes. Yes. The um, the Moon Knights were a um, small uh, fighting group of all elves. Yeah. Would there be a check I can understand possibly one the layout to maybe like what elves would use as a trapping mechanism to kind of like ward away uh, tomb thieves? Uh, yeah, uh, you, hmm, let me think. Yeah, go ahead and give me a history check and then an intelligence check. Like, separate for for each of those things. A what? A history check and then just a straight intelligence check, like D20 plus your intelligence modifier. Alright, the history check is 15 and the intelligence check is, uh, a 10. All right. Uh, so as far as like the intelligence, uh, as far as like the knowing if about traps, uh, you're not really nothing really comes to mind as far as that goes. Uh, history, though, um, you you have a pretty good uh, idea of what the traditional layout of like an elven tomb might be, and especially in of like warriors. Um, traditionally, the way that it kind of goes is that it would be a um, You'd descend into the stairs, and there'd be a some sort of offering room to kind of like make some sort of offering to like the um, to some the divine domain to whatever deity um, they might believe in, or whoever the uh, tomb is dedicated to, some kind of sort of guidance, um, and then a, another hallway that would lead into the actual um, tomb itself. Okay. So I guess I would, I would set about informing everybody of what I would expect to find in these coming rooms. 
What sort of offering would they want? Would I know? Uh, it it would depend from person to person, or from uh, uh, dead person to person, rather. Uh, so I guess I'll go into possibly monetary. If the elf was greedy or covetous, it could be something as simple as a a, a personal effect. A flower, a flower maybe. Yeah, an offering of nature, depending on what what the elf was. What race was this um, elf that we are in? Uh, they were uh, wood elves. <clears throat> I say it's possible that an of nature would be uh, something they they accept. Hmm. Hmm. Indeed. Yes. You've added quite a bit to this conversation. Well, to be honest, we're not going to know what to expect until we get there and make the offerings. We can hypotheticalize all day. Hypotheticalize. We can there and destroy whatever evil being is down there. That is my plan. <laughs> it's true. And we can claim this tomb for our own. Mm, I mean, somebody lives here. Don't worry, I brought flags. I haven't seen any flags yet. Flags, you said? <laughs> yes. A... If, they don't have no, if they don't have any flags, it's not theirs. We put the flags down first, it's ours. Did you bring? Did we bring any rope to power to the... Of course, I have rope. I got a rope. Continue down. So you guys continue down towards the uh, towards the uh, where the uh, hallway turns. <laughs> Did you bring rope? I brought the flags. Of course, and you the rope. <laughs> ah. So you guys uh, are you guys stealthing forward, moving forward at a regular pace, running for what's the? Um... I am gonna. I'm gonna stealth forward. Right, make a stealth check. I'll follow behind him as quietly. Twelve. Uh, eighteen. All right. So, you guys move up the twenty feet to where the um, hallway turns to the right, and you kind of cartoon poke your heads out from around the corner, kind of stacking on top of each other to look. Um, all you can really see from where you are right now into this next room, which would be the offering room, um, about thirty feet away from where your guys are looking you can see a giant metal brazier with a lit fire, and that's where the shadows are coming from. I just realized, are we off-brand Scooby-Doo? It's it's a bunch oh. of people talking cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with Garfield. <laughs> instead of Scooby Snacks, I just want lasagna. Yeah, instead of Scooby-Doo, we're, we're, we're like Doobie-Scoo. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> With a doobie screw dang. <laughs> the doobie screw dang. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. <clears throat> so that's all you guys can really make out from where you guys are, are seeing um, from around the corner. I, uh, I guess I my motion for us to go ahead and move forward. Wait, Kyle, I have um 
I have dark vision. Am I able to make out anything in more detail? Um, you can see a little bit more, um, but nothing that is there's nothing immediately in the ten foot area around where the brazier is. You can't really make out much from what there's. There's nothing really there. So you guys are proceeding into the room. Yeah. Yes. So you move forward into the hallway from from where you guys came in in the entrance, and you make your way into the offering room. So the first thing, you, obviously, that you noticed from when you snuck around was the giant metal brazier um, that's in the center of the room that with a fire that um, comes up for like it's funny like the torches. Uh, themselves when you first came into the tomb were unlit but this is lit um, from your uh, history check earlier Lysander you would know that this is some sort of uh, magical fire that just that stays lit um, so that's the first thing that you notice but then as you kind of get closer and your eyes start to adjust to the uh, darker and dimmer light around you start to notice what used to be an offering room has kind of changed in a way. It's the place smells and reeks of death. It, it normally you expect a tomb to have a little bit of that smell, but like this is just this is like fresh. This is the smell of decay. This is like mixed in with the musty smell of like under the earth and it just feels stagnant in there. As you uh, look around the room uh, where there were carvings and murals painted and uh, carved into the uh, walls of like of Iar Captain Iarion and his uh, and the Moon Knights uh, go charging into battle have been defaced with smearings of blood and you see lifeless bodies hanging front with their hands up above their head chained to the ceiling the middles of their chest cut open with entrails and other organs coming out of it uh, you see another ca small cage way too small to fit a human but yet nonetheless you see a humanoid skeleton sticking out of it as if it had been there for a long time and just tortured and just finally gave up uh, you see blood everywhere. You see where the banner of the uh, Moon Knights once hung on one of the walls, which is normally a very nice, like, royal blue color with a moon with a uh, great axe behind it, uh, has been torn off the walls and instead the same crimson color that you saw on those zombies earlier those banners have been raised up in its stead with a uh, symbol that you had not seen before. Uh, everybody go ahead and give me uh, history or religion checks, whichever is better for you. Oh, man. 11. Well, I, don't, I don't know, Jack. 17. That's a 4. Garfield, what'd you get? Uh, 10. 10? Yeah. Uh, 
So, Catactus, uh, you're really the only one who recognizes or has read about this. What, what was it, a religion or a uh, history? It's history. History. You've read about this symbol before, but you've never actually seen it besides out, outside of the um, book that you've read about it. This symbol that is emblazoned on this crimson red banner is that of a giant of a great gray mace but instead of the ball of a, of it being a normal mace is instead a human skull you would know this to be the symbol of orcus i've seen this before in the uh, libraries at helios or heliopolis we are not dealing with the every run-of-the-day mill brand of evil. We're dealing with almost evil itself. Orcus's followers, or uh, stalk these halls if they put that up. No good can come with that still being there. I uh, I'm gonna try to clean the walls of smeared blood off. Stop <laughs> whatever rich realistic magic was created with the blood. Oh yeah, it's it's you're easily able to clean up the clean up the blood off the walls uh, with prestidigitation. I I also soil the uh, the or the Orcus uh, tabard or banner. Okay, what do you do to soil it? I just unhem it, basically making it filthy and and, and dirty. Uh, trying to prevent anything that that may be, you know, channeling through it to not do that anymore. Really, you don't, you know, just pee on it. Oh, I, guess, I guess that. Would Would you want me to to set it on fire and press it? Get a small fire. I, I mean, really, I think I think we should just take it down and have Garf pee on it. More of an insult, right there. I'd rather see it burn. Alright, I I I uh I yank it off the wall. Okay. It comes free pretty easily. It I uh I I, I create a sl- uh a campfire sized flame uh on one end of it and you kinda like cast it to the corner of the room. Okay. Um It catches and then over the course of the next like <laughs> minute and a half or so it burns up I'm watching to make sure Garfield pees on it because obviously that's what this sick twisted fuck wants to pee is a cat man whip has his dick to pee on it I mean I mean I think that would be the most disrespectful thing that uh, I could think you could do to any type of religious thing so and this is a evil evil, evil creature that uh, does not need to be shown any type of respect. I, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pee on it. (laughs) (laughs) Go go ahead and roll a constitution check for me. (laughs) Pee? Yeah, roll a d20 and add your constitution modifier. (sighs) Jesus, 12? 12? All right, you get a little bit of stage fright, but after a second, you just like you you get it going and it, you get it put out, no problem. Like guys, don't guys stop looking. <laughs> All right, with the banner of Orcus freshly burned and then peed out, 
Um, and the blood having been cleaned off the wall with prestidigitation, uh, what would you like to do? Um, you've got a, another hallway that continues on uh, for what looks like about another... Uh, that is 40 feet before it turns off to the left. Well, I say we continue down that Yeah, seems to be the best path. Just be on guard. So you guys uh, continue. You hang a left at the um, at the turn. And you see a long hallway that's about ten feet wide, and is thirty five feet long with a closed door at the end of it. And under the uh, crack of the door, you can see a red glow. Not like a fire, but something different. Hmm. Garfield, go up and listen to that. It's a door? Yes. Go, go up and listen to that. Listen, see if you can hear anything. Any type of, like chanting or something definitely i'm gonna go and I, I put my little cat ear up to the door is there is there like a keyhole or something that i could try to listen through so first about halfway through the hallway you feel one of the cobble pieces of cobblestone below your feet sink into the floor Oof. And, and you hear a uh go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw sick <clears throat> You hear, you hear from from well in the back. Uh, goes, oh no! What's a nat twenty, my dude? Oh, nat twenty, nice. As you feel the puff of air coming out from the sides of the hallway, you flip backwards, and as you do, you see woof, woof, two pendulum blades swing back and forth, and they lock back into place. Bye. <clears throat> all right i i kind of so i kind of i land i land kind of in like a really cartoonish like um three, three point avenger stance uh, and then i kind of i slowly turn my head and i'll be like i wasn't trying to get neutered today guys oh <laughs> boo then um yeah. can i check can i sort of like check along the floor to see if i notice any other stones that might uh might give way and set off traps like that yeah go ahead and make a perception check it looks like John tried to. <laughs> That's a twelve. Actually, this would be looking looking for traps. That'd be more investigation, actually. Sure thing. So then that'll be an eleven. Eleven. Uh, no, you don't notice anything. Anything else other than that one stone that you stepped on? Okay. <clears throat> So just avoid that that one stone. Avoid that one stone. All right. So you move forward like cautiously, avoiding that one stepping stone. Yes, very cautiously. Yeah, easy enough to do. You make it all the way across to the end, other end of the hallway, very carefully, gingerly stepping over the stone, and make it to the other side of the hallway where the door is. Okay. Cool. So is there a keyhole or anything that I could try to put my ear up? against to listen uh there is no keyhole uh 
uh, there's just like one like a one of those ring like ring doorknobs you know what i mean uh yeah and uh there's the crack at the bottom of the uh door but other than that there's no real opening to kind of like get any kind of i'm gonna try to listen uh from the crack at the bottom of the door okay uh go ahead and roll a perception check eight eight can't really can't really hear anything um is there any way i could how about how big is this gap under the door can i can i see him crouching down yeah i guess i'm gonna come up and try to listen as well see what he's doing go ahead and roll a perception check uh to answer your question the crack below the door is probably like an inch i try to look under the crack to see if i see uh shadows moving any feet or anything like that uh yeah go ahead give me another perception check Uh, I rolled an 18. Uh, all right. So, uh, Lysander, that was an 18 for listening, for listening through the door. Yes. Uh, you also do not hear anything. Um, and then Garfield, that was a 12 to like see under the door. Uh, you can see like the occasional movement, but you're not really quite sure what it's from or what the nature of the movement is. Okay, so I'm. <clears throat> I turn around and I quietly say, "Moving," but I'm not sure what it is. Cautiously, what do you th- what do you think? Um, I wish I had taken a. I have an idea. Does it involve kicking down the door? I like this idea. How did you know? I look. I look at. Ed Garfield and saying, well, he has an idea. And I step aside. <laughs> Kyle? I kick down the door. Alrighty. So, I, I, I'm not going to make you roll or anything. Okay, perfect. You, you kick the door in just fine. It swings open and breaks off the hinges. <laughs> and as you guys rush in, Avengers style, like Age of Ultron Avengers style, like in, like in formation and posing. You guys look and you see as four skeletons turn to see you with their short swords uh, equipped and they're wielded in their hands. And then right by a giant statue of Iarion at the end, other end of the room, you see two hulking skeletons. But they're different uh, than the others. They are slightly cow-like. They have the heads, the skeleton heads of bulls, and they're both brandishing giant great axes. Oh. And they stand up, and they turn, and they look at you with green glowing eyes. Everybody roll initiative. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Oh, fucking kidding me! I bet it. You put the red dice in the bag because they weren't working for me, and I took them out to get frustrated with mine. Alrighty, just one second. Bear. 
just like. Alrighty, uh, Lysander, what you got? Uh, I got a sixteen. Yes. Uh, Joe. Oh, sixteen. Nice. Uh, Lysander will probably go first. Yeah. Uh, Garfield. Six. Jesus. I don't think I've rolled over a ten on initiative this entire time. Which sucks as the rogue. And Catactus. Uh, seven. Oof. Alrighty. So, top of the order, Lysander. As you guys are have uh, pushed into this room, you notice this giant room that has a, a statue of the elven captain, Iarion, at the far end of the room. You've got two Minotaur skeletons standing next to that statue within five feet. Uh, this room is ooh, five, 10, 15, 20, 20, about 50 feet wide and, and 30 feet long. Uh, it's a big room. Um, all along the walls where torches used to be and said now are have these glowing red stones that are lining the that line the wall and you've got four skeletons and two minotaur skeletons all right four glowing red stones four glowing red stones okay how close are these stones to each other uh, they line the walls. They look like where torches used to be, and they just were put onto the wall instead of the torches. For so, for hashtag aesthetic. So how far away are they together? Uh, they are all do 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 ten feet apart from each other, lining the walls. Am I first? Yes, yes. Uh, bonus action, I zip two of my remaining each one of those stones, uh, to two separate stones. Say that again for me. I zip two of those meteors. I have two. Uh, how, how long do those last? Uh, a minute. I, it's, I think it's definitely been longer than a minute of, since you cast that. So. They, last, they last ten minutes, I'm sorry. Ten minutes? I yeah. still, I, I would still say that it probably has gone longer than ten minutes though, from from where you cast them outside of the tomb to coming in, going through the offering room, going through and listening at the door. Ten minutes is, is a, not as long as you think. It's got a fair point. All right, I cast lightning. <laughs> lightning bolt on the uh, rocks. Oh fuck that! I cast it on the big. Man. On the, <laughs> on the, 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 all right, what are the they? The big ha- motherfucker. What have uh, uh I can line up one of the regular skeletons and a minotaur skeleton. Yeah, you could probably actually line it up so you could get two regular skeletons and a minotaur. Alrighty. That's what, 86? And what do they need? They need all need to roll deck saves? Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
the Minotaur. Oh God, where is that info? Sorry. Minotaur rolled a 19 and the skeletons rolled both rolled 15s. Uh meets it beats it. Yep. So they take what half damage? Yeah. Okay. How much damage? Six times four is twenty-four. Plus five is twenty-nine. Thirty-three. Thirty-six. Fucking six. Uh, thirty-nine. No, thirty. Forty-two divided by two. So twenty-one. So twenty-one points of damage. Nice. Yeah, twenty-one. So you managed to completely, with that lightning bolt, you zap and just destroy two those two skeletons outright. And you managed to deal a mighty blow to one of the minotaurs. Okay. Uh, anything, anything else on your turn? Uh, no. Alright. Negative. That is going to be Joe, your turn. All right. <clears throat> All right. So I'm going to <clears throat> bonus action cast branding smite. Okay. Uh, so my my great sword uh, starts glowing, and I'm going to rush over to one of the big guys. One of the big Minotaur guys. Are you rushing at the one that uh, was or was not hit by lightning? Uh, the one that was hit. All right. Down. Uh, and let's see. That's a 12. A 12? That actually is his armor class. Uh, so is that it? Yes, that hits. Meets it, beats it. All right. And... Okay, so let's see. Reroll that one. Twenty points of damage. Yeah, and eight of that is radiant. Nice. And then my second attack. <laughs> nice. Fourteen. So another hit. Yep. Twenty-three points of damage and twelve. Nice. Describe how you finished off that Minotaur. All right. So I go uh, first attack. Hits him right uh, where the leg meets 
the pelvis, chopping off his leg, and as he falls down, my great sword, I swing around, and then the second attack, as he's falling down from losing a limb, losing his leg, a great sword swings down and chops off his head. Nice. The bones all fall to the ground and just kind of clatters with a, a sickening kind of sound to it. And the green glow of the eyes grow dark. Alright, that's the end of your turn. Next up is the skeletons, the regular skeletons. So, one of them is going to shamble up and try to take a swing at uh, you, uh, Catactus, the short sword, and that is a natural 20. Yeah, rip. Uh, only seven points of damage, though, as he kind of just, like, swings and slashes across the front of your chest. And the other skeleton is actually going to pull back its short bow and is going to take a shot at you, Lysander. That is a 21 to hit. Yeah, it's a hit. Alrighty. That is going to be uh, eight points of damage. <clears throat> Alright, that is the end of the skeleton's turn. The, the yeah, That comes to the other Minotaur's turn. It being about ten feet away from you, Joe, and seeing how much damage that you just did to uh, his other Minotaur friend, he's going to start moving his foot back in like a like he's building up momentum, and he's just going to straight bum rush you and try to gore you with his horn. Ooh. And that is a ten to hit. <laughs> and so as he comes rushing you down, you just jump out of the way real quick, and he turns around and just stares at you with like. A seeming hatred in its glowing green eyes. Uh, Give him a, I wink him. I wink at him. Uh, Catactus, it is your turn. You got a skelly boy all up in your face. I know. Okay. So he's going to start by sort of looking like he's going to go for his horn, but then shake his head and decide that's the wrong course of action. Uh, he's going to uh, first take his bonus action to sort of hype himself up and give him a second wind nice uh for 15 points hell yeah nice all right so he just takes a deep breath and then just brings his uh long sword for two quick slashes at the skeleton uh that's closest to him nice roll to hit 11 and 19 uh 11 misses 19 hits all right four 13 points of damage. Nice. You take a big old swing at this boy and do some mighty damage to him. He's looking real hurt. Not quite undead again. Not quite dead again. But <laughs> but hurt nonetheless. Alright. That's all my actions. I'm not going to move. Alright. Garfield, it is your turn. Alright. So, 
I'm going to see. Just tried to bum rush my buddy Joe. And that kind of pisses me off. So I'm going to aim my crossbow. Dead. All right. Um, I don't think it's. What is it? Not. It's an eleven. No, it just it misses. It sails right over the Minotaur skeleton's head and just it, like clashes off of the wall, and it turns and it stares its green eyes over at you. Anything else you want to do on your turn? Um. In that case, um, is there anything in this room that I can climb up onto quickly? Um, not particularly. They, really, the only thing that you can see that is really like a thing in this room is the statue of the elven captain on the on the far other end of the room, and you'd basically be you'd probably be running past uh, both skeletons and the minotaur on your okay, way. Okay, I'm not there. gonna not gonna do that then. Um. And I am just going to Southern Minotaur to come bum rush me because I'm pretty sure that's what he's going to do. Say that again? I'm just going to brace for this Minotaur that I just pissed off to bum rush me. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Lysander, it's your turn. All righty. Uh, it's, it, how many, is it just a Minotaur skeleton? You got the Minotaur skeleton that had just rushed at Joe and you've got... Um, two skeletons, one that's all up in Catactus's face, and the other one that has, uh, is pulling to grab another uh, arrow out of its quiver to aim back at um, you. Okay, I'm going to bonus action enter into Blade Song. Okay. Uh, and start dancing. I'm going to zip over to the uh, <clears throat> the Minotaur. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and attack him with my weapon. Roll the hit. Uh, that's going to be a 16 to hit. Yep, that hits. Seven points of damage. Nice. All right. You take a nice wide swing and you hit him, and it seems to have broken off one of the ribs of his rib cage. It's a nice hit on him. Anything else on your turn? Yes, I'm going to use my bone to uh, to spill my water gourd on the floor. Didn't you already use your bonus action to enter into your? Um... Oh yes, that's right. No worries. Uh, Joe, it is your turn. Joe. Okay. Let's go for this uh, this other mentor. Alrighty. Uh, uh, I rolled nat twelve. That actually is his armor class, so it hits.
22 points of damage. Nice. And then second attack. Fourteen. Yep, that hits. Sixteen. Sixteen points of damage. Sixteen points of damage. Nice. You hit him with a nice another couple big swings with your great sword. He's looking really hurt at this point. Good. Alright, that's gonna bring it to the other skeleton's turn. Uh that other one is going to uh, that one with the short sword is going to take another attack at Eucatactus. That is a 12 to hit. That does not hit. Uh, yep. And the other one is going to uh, pull back its bow and it's going to shoot another. It's going to shoot an arrow at you, Joe, having seen that you're the biggest threat to the Minotaur. And that's a natural three. So now nah, he just he shoots wide. <laughs> that, however, brings it over to the Minotaur's turn. And he's just going to swing back with his great axe and take try to hit you, Joe. That is a 16 to hit. Uh, shrug it off. Yes. Yeah, you just, as he comes down with the great sword, you meet it with it. As he, as he comes down with his great axe, you meet it with your sword and just kind of like shove it off of you. And you're like, I can't be taken out that easily. <laughs> Alright, Catactus, your turn. Alright. Um So the skeleton next to me is still there, right? He looks yes, a bit beat up. Very, very injured. Alright, well first we'll just uh take a uh swing at him for twenty to hit. Oh yeah, that definitely hits. Twelve damage. Oh yeah, he's dead. Alright. And then, uh, am I in position to move without taking an opportunity attack to get just right up in the grill of one of the big ogres? Preferably the one that looks less damaged? So all that's left now at this point is a seriously injured minotaur and one regular skeleton. Um, okay. I'll go up to uh, the uh, minotaur. Alright, uh, you will be running right past the... Uh... Uh, other skeleton, so you get an attack of opportunity on you. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That is a 17. Misses. AC of 20. And so he just swings at you, and you just kind of duck right out of the way. He wasn't ready for you. So go ahead and take your, you're gonna take your other attack on the Minotaur. Yeah, 12. 12, that is his AC. Oh, good. For 8 damage. 8 damage? Yeah. Go ahead and tell me how you want to finish this guy off. <laughs> Uh, who's right there next to it that he just attacked the Minotaur on his last turn? Uh, so he just attacked Joe, and then standing right next, uh, standing next to him as well is Lysander. All right, I just want to swing at its arm, the one that hit Joe with its uh with with its uh, great axe, and just cleave off the arm, and then follow through with the attack to take off its head. Hell yeah! <laughs> Excuse me. And it just falls to the ground again. The skull, uh, no, the skeleton falls, and its eyes, the green eyes, go dark. 
and all that remains left in the room is the regular skeleton. Which brings it to Garfield's turn. And what was that, Dylan? Twenty-four. What are you doing? I'm rushing the remaining skeleton with my dagger, and I, I rolled a twenty-four to hit. Oh yeah, that definitely hits. Okay. And that's just going to be six damage. Gotcha. I can. All right. That's the end of your turn. Anything else you wanted to do? Um. Nothing else I can do at this point, I don't think. Pretty much. Nah, I'm, I think I'm good. I'm going to stick with that. All right, Lysander, your turn. There's one skeleton left. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Very interesting. But the uh, dog I'm... is uh, sleepwalking. <laughs> <laughs> no. A magic missile. Magic missile? Yeah, go uh -huh. ahead and roll damage. Even growling. So 10 points of damage. Yep, that is just enough. Describe how your magic missiles destroy this last skeleton. <laughs> Alright. I, uh, I fired two uh, two bolts into its, uh, into its leg. Dropping it down to its a, uh, it's uh, basically its torso, and uh, I fire the last bolt from the tip of my blade uh, as I stab forward with the blade, and the bolt zips across the room, catching the uh, skeleton on the forehead. Nice, I like it. So the room calms down after you have taken out these skeletons. Well done, by the way. As Thank you look you. as you look around. To the left side of the room, you notice that one of the walls seems to have an opening to it. It seems like it, there might have been a secret door at there at some point, but it's wide open. It's wide open? Wide open. Garfield. Oh, yeah, we gotta go in. Uh, yes, I was suggest. Ah. Garfield, would you go first, please? Sure, of course. Okay. Keep an eye out with your keen senses. So I am gonna I kinda glare at him. Like um I'm gonna check the floor to make sure none of the um cobblestones resemble set off earlier. Okay. Uh go ahead and give me an investigation check. What was that? Uh it's gonna be a five. Yeah, no, you don't see any. Good. All right, so I'm just going to cautiously uh, continue down this hallway. All right. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. You a what? Stealth check. Cool. Oh, crap. I dropped that one. That's going to be a uh, 26. Nice. You creep forward. And you find yourself in another hallway. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's another hallway that's about 10 feet wide and 35 feet long. 
as you're kind of moving forward through this hallway, kind of keeping low and keeping your eyes out, it occurs to you the thought, we're in a tomb, but why have we not seen any sarcophagi or coffins? And as you kind of approach the end of where the hallway is into an empty room, you see six open coffins laying along the sides, and then one giant coffin at the far end of the room. About 35 feet away from you. Standing standing over the coffin, you see a humanoid figure murmuring murmuring to himself and moving his hands in a quick way and you kind of see sparks of arcane energy coming off of his hands and you see him just kind of standing over the coffin at the far end of the room it seems like there's something on top of the coffin but you can't quite make sure you can't quite make out what it is is uh rest of the party are y'all following me at this point uh yeah uh, yeah. I would mention that I'd like to draw a rest as I'm running low on my higher level spells and I can't do my class feature again. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to turn to Lysander and I'm going to ask him very quietly if he has any idea what, um, this guy is chanting. Is he speaking in a language or yeah. is it just tongues? Uh, he's speaking in common. Uh, can I hear him or do I need to make a perception check? Uh, go ahead and give a perception check. Uh, twenty-three. Oh yeah, you can you can you can hear the majority of what he's saying. Uh, as you listen closely, you just hear him just kind of like muttering, just like almost incoherent phrases. But he's like, "This is it. This is it. This is what's gonna make him proud of me. This is, uh, I, I got it this time. This this is the one. This is the one. The Minotaurs? No, that's nothing. Ogres? Nothing. Skeletons? Elves? Nothing. This." This is what he's going to be proud of me for. I uh, say that can't wait and grin very sheepishly. Well then, I still have a ace in the hole should the need arise, but I'd rather not call for aid when it's not needed. Let's see how well we can do without it. I literally cannot do class he is to do anything. Well then, <laughs> just stand back and look pretty, elf. And <laughs> give you a slap on the back. Doesn't pull any punches. Um. Okay. I'm I'm good with whatever. <laughs> I. We can we not take us out of character? Fucking really? Come on. We've got the evil out of character. We've got the evil fucking necromancer right there chanting about stuff. Well, let's okay, just fucking um, take an hour. Take a Coke and Doritos break, guys. <laughs> I out of character. I can't. If you if you want me to stand there and flail with my blade, I'm out, I, I've used my spells. I've got a couple first level spells and the yeah. cantrip. Oh, you'll be fine. Your cantrips. I mean, that's just that's, I, I'm game for whatever. But, but... Hey, wizards. I'm fucking tapped. Well, maybe you should learn to pace yourself. I cast like a spell of fucking combat. <laughs> Look where we're at. 
Okay, fine. All right. Uh, I'll say. I'll say this. How many? How many spell slots are you missing right now? One. All of my thirds. Two out of my three seconds. Two out of my four first. Uh, out of the out of the generosity of my heart, I will give you back a third and a second. I that's I, that's very kind of. I. I just just out, just that, that's out of, out of the kindness of my heart because I know what's coming, and um, yeah. I don't like the sound of that. Um, should I just... Guys, should I just fire a crossbow bolt at this guy? I mean, he doesn't know we're here. Yes. Cactus just sort of shrugs. Mm -hmm. You should do whatever your heart desires. Oh, yeah, I fire a crossbow bolt at him, my dude. (laughs) Alrighty. Roll to hit. My god. Uh, it's a nine. Oof. Big you, oof. Do you have uh, advantage? I done goofed. Oh wait, yeah, do I don't I have advantage since it's a sneak attack? Yes, you do. Wait, no. Has it been, it's been a minute since that Oh thank god. Oh thank god. Twenty four. Oh yeah, that definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Oh. Plus sneak attack. Yeah. Has it oh, been a minute since combat ended last that minute? Um, that? Since I have advantage. What at a time? Ian, what were you saying? Well, I mean, Dylan was going first. I was just saying, since I have advantage, um, I'm going to use sneak attack to deal an extra 3d6 damage. Yeah, absolutely. And all I was asking was, has it been a Minotaur fight? Has it been a minute since the Minotaur fight? Yes. Uh, I say it's, yeah, it's probably been about, about a minute or two. Okay. Cool. I mean, I'm going to roll my damage then that's six and eleven thirteen thirteen points of damage as your crossbow bolt flies out of the hallway that you're standing in and impacts this humanoid right into the shoulder and he goes ha he turns around and you see bright yellow eyes looking at you he's like um i I didn't. I forgot to add my modifier. It's sixteen. Sixteen. My apologies. Yeah. What well, What was it before? It was thirteen before. I forgot to add my uh, my dex modifier. Okay. Uh, I'd like to cast green flame blade on my weapon while he's firing. All right. Blade. So, so you see the humanoid turn to look at you guys. He's like, no. This is not how I'm going out. I'm not going out like this. You will go out like this. And he's going to... He's going to mutter some words under his breath, and he's just going to disappear. Through hell. He's, go, he's going to disappear, but not like through an invisibility, like a, a portal opens up behind him, and he falls backwards through it. Fucker. Oh, you mm, that's not good. As this happens, you hear a whisper in all of your heads. 
say hello to my newest plaything. And as you see, on top of the giant coffin on the far side of the room, the thing that this humanoid was working on starts to float up off the top of the coffin. This uh. large creature turns and its entire body at you and opens up one giant pupilless eye in the center of its undead face as more start to come out the top of where it is as one by one a bunch of pupilless eyes come off of this dead beholder staring right at you oh my god and in the center of the pupilless eye of the main body of the being all of a sudden, it flares, and you see a red iris in the center of it that seems like, instead of it just being like a normal color, it looks as if it was made of flames itself. Everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Uh, my god. Oh, thank you. All right, what everybody get? 21. Nice. 22. 12. 10. Not bad, guys. Not bad at all, especially compared to his 8. <laughs> what did Dylan get? He got a 22. Alrighty. So, top of the round, Garfield, you are first. Alright. Um, I am gonna fire another bolt out of my crossbow at this thing. Alrighty, go ahead and roll the hit. Uh, does a 17 hit? A 17 does hit as you shoot the crossbow bolt and it embeds itself in part of its body. Awesome. So, that's gonna be... Ooh, max damage uh, for nine points of damage. Nine points of damage? Nice. Let me... Nice. All right. Is there, any, is there anything in my immediate vicinity I can try to hide behind? Uh, you could attempt to probably hide behind one of the coffins that is in the room. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to do that. All right, roll for stealth. Um, am I going to get an attack of opportunity from him if I do that. No. Eighteen. Eighteen. Alright, yeah, you seem to be uh, hidden from the uh, undead beholder. Alrighty, that comes to... Where did my initiative sheet go? Right there. Catactus, uh, your turn. Hmm... Alright. Again, he, uh... Instinctively finds his hand against the uh, brass horn on his hip and again just shakes it off, raises up his shield, and sort of marches in a one-man phalanx. Hell yeah. I <laughs> up dig to it. the uh, guy and just wails him while keeping his shield up. Hell yeah, roll to hit. 27... 9 and 11. Ooh, both Ooh. of us... A... 
both of them just you're the the visage of this undead beholder before you just is slightly terrifying and you just you whiff just both times as you try to hit it <sighs> okay I'll steal my resolve and hopefully it misses alright Joe your turn alright um so I'm going to bonus action <laughs> cast thundering smite yeah Oh, yeah. They're one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, Thunderous Smite. And... Rush forward, and I'm gonna attack this thing. What'd you get? 26 were my first attack. That hits. And we're throwing a second level smite on them. Alright. And the second one? Uh. And the second attack. 14. 14. That one unfortunately misses. Alright, so damage for the first attack is going to be. Jesus Christ, 33 damage. I'm having to roll one at a time because I don't have uh, to Nice. So as you run forward with your great sword, thunder damage all in, invested into it, you go and you swing and you manage to cut off two, a couple of the eye stalks that come off of it. And overconfident, you go to swing back to see if you can cut off some more, but you cut, you cut in the same exact place you cut before and manage to just whiff and completely miss it. Did a ma massive amount of damage to him. Oh. Lysander, your turn. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to see here. I've got green flame blade active. Might as well use it. Um, or it could do some utility. Uh, I'm going to cast Cause Fear on it. Cause Fear? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wisdom save. Wisdom save? Mm. Do, 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 do. Uh, that is a 15. Needs it, needs it. Alright. Anything else on your turn? Uh, no. Alright, and so that brings it to the Beholder's turn. I'm sorry, you want to come back again? What? You want to come back again with that? 
the beholder. Hmm, that's what I thought. I, I, I told you that at the beginning. Uh, you know, I wanted to mishear you. Out of, well, out of, totally out of character, it's, is it a undead beholder or a death tyrant? It is an undead beholder. It's a beholder zombie. Ah, okay. Alrighty. So one of the eye stalks is going to turn towards you, Lysander, and is going to shoot you with a yellowish ray. I need you to go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. Uh, is it elemental? I'm sorry? Is it elemental in any way, shape? No. Okay. Is it paralysis? Yes. Alright, I have an advantage on this as a thing. Uh, what kind of throw is it? Constitution. Uh, alright, it's 21. 21? Yeah, you pass. You feel yourself, your body starting to lock up for a second, but you just managed to shrug off the effect that he was trying to hit you with. Uh, Garfield, that brings it back up to your turn. So I'm still hidden, yes? Yes. About how far away am I from the Beholder? I would say you're about 20 feet away from him. Ugh, okay. Sneak up behind it. Okay. Um, but first, I want to, um, invoke my Dagger of Venom's ability. Alrighty. I sort of, I, so I, I, um, the dagger and I, uh, I imbue it with my magical words. I say, I hate Mondays. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and this, this thick black poison just sort of, um, the tendrils just sort of come up and coat the blade behind the beholder and, uh, stab it with the blade. All right. Roll to hit. Ooh, that's a 24. 24? Yeah, that hits, and it does sneak attack damage. However, you notice as you stab it, the poison doesn't seem to take any kind of effect on him. Oh my god. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and roll my um, sneak attack attack damage. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Didn't even roll my original damage. I think it should be a d4 plus 3d6 plus your modifiers. Yeah, so it's the the initial damage is going to be 8. One that's 9. 10. It's uh, 14 total points of damage. 14 total points as you jump up and stab it in the back of its giant meaty body. And then could I use, I'm going to use cunning action to take another bonus action. Um, or wait, did I already, I already used my bonus action, uh, the ability of the dagger, yeah? Uh, what does it say on the, uh, on the car, on the weapon itself? Um, as, um, that special, it just says that the ability is that, um, the, it gets coated in thick poison and I don't the, think, uh, I don't the think DC. It, I don't think it takes in an action or a bonus action to use to activate the poison. Do you guys know? Um, mm. <clears throat> sake of brevity, just whatever. 
It would explicitly say if you had to spend a whole action. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, now you still have your bonus action. Okay, awesome. I'm going to take my bonus action to uh, attempt to hide behind another coffin after I do this. Alright, we'll still check. Oof. It's a 15. 15? Alright, uh, I have a little bit of a harder time finding a, a good spot to hide, especially with all the uh, eyes looking at you, but you've managed to find something. Awesome. Uh... Catactus, it's your turn. Oh, okay. Give this one more go. Still he's looking, sickly. He's looking pretty hurt at this point, I will say. Okay. He hasn't been hitting them your, with a big barrage of attacks. Your confidence inspires me to not do what I was going to do. And instead, just roll twice and hit him once at a 20. Yeah, that hits. The other one was 11. That one does not. Yeah, for 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage? Nice. Mm. So you managed to steal some of your resolve from earlier where you whiffed both times and come back at him with another slash. Uh, that ends your turn. Joe, it is your turn. Yep. Alright. <clears throat> well, we're gonna go for it. Uh, 19 on the first hit. That hits. And second one. Yeah, that's 11. That's going to be messed. Yeah, that misses. Alright. First level smite. Yep, that hits. 20 points of damage? or? No, I'm, I'm rolling damage. Alright, go. Thirty-four. Jesus Christ. T describe how you finish off this beholder, man. <sighs> uh, dab it through the center eye, and then whip it around, smush it onto the ground, turn my blade up, and then just pull, pull up, and just slice it over. Nice. It, its body lays there limp and you see some kind of ethereal like smoke like uh, entity come out of it and dissipate and the you could still kind of see some of the glowing of the red rocks that were lining the walls in the previous room the, the glow of that was kind of coming into this room as it as well as some other glowing red rocks that were in here. And as you slay this beholder and it lies dead on the ground, uh, the red rocks just stop glowing. Lysander, that's a good sign, right? Uh, I guess I... I shrug and I say, yeah, I like it when things that are scary don't glow. I kind of sure I would say necromancy is not really my thing. Good, as it should be. 
It's a foul lot, bringing back those who have died peacefully in battle. Actually, to be perfectly honest, necromancy does also have a lot to do with healing, so... In, aren't necromancers just really late healers? No, don't. Garfield. <laughs> Did that wizard come back? No. Coward. Alright, we should, we should get out of here. Kind of creepy. Oh. Alright, so what are you guys doing? Leaving. Yep. Is there anything in here worth like investigating? Uh give me an investigation check. Twenty motherfucking seven. Nice. Ooh. Um so on top of the far sarcophagus at the other end of the room, you um see several notebooks lying around. And and some other gems that are uh, rubies, uh, some sapphires, a couple of diamonds. All that, uh, se- all, all seemingly have been used as different kinds of arcane focuses. I guess I'm going to retrieve them, and uh, I'd like to pour through some of the tomes to see if there's anything worth uh, looking at, uh, just at a tertiary glance. All right. Um, what languages do you speak? Common, Elven, Dwarven, Gnomish, Draconic. Yeah, you you can't understand the writing that's in the book. Lysander is absolutely astonished. He says, well, and lists off all the languages. Anybody read whatever this is, and he several of the times. Uh, would, it happen, uh, would it happen to be Sylvan? It is or not Celestial. Sylvan. It is not Celestial. <laughs> it must be Infernal or, or Abyssal, then. It's gotta be Infernal. Well, if it's a whatever that fucking who all that religion checking specific deity is, whatever that monster. I read. I, I rolled a, a history check for that. It was Orcus, oh, right. whatever. Yeah, it was Orcus. Uh, or- I'm gonna walk over and kick the beholder. What languages do these things speak? Undercommon, probably. And uh, dab at it. They live in the underdark. Hmm. I'm sure we could probably take it with us and hire somebody from town to come translate for us. Uh, I'd say either that or we comprehend languages for permanent spell. Oh, that works too. Yeah, that is the, the. It's not necessarily the cheapest option, but it does make it so that I have a utility spell. One more spell for me to know. I can't cast necessarily any more spells, but it's one more spell in my book. You all hear a whisper enter your mind again. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You know not what you have started. This will not be the last meeting of us. Clan of the Onyx Blade. I kind of like well then, wherever you are, I look forward to meeting you on the battlefield. I look forward to chopping your head, putting it in a jail as an example of how not to be evil. 
Yes. Exactly. I'm glad you're catching on. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to at least appreciate what you do. That was really impressive how you completely eradicated that holder. As I stood there and watched, attempting to do my, my hula dance, but my, my blade just wouldn't move with me. Yes, notice you were very useless. Hey, let's get out of here. <laughs> I, I sure I'm going to say <laughs> so as you all leave the tomb you exit out through the front doors and you to see the sun rising up over the horizon knowing that you may have won this battle and you may have fought hard and through a tireless night but it seems that a war has just begun and that's where we're going to end today's session Hey. Nice job, guys. Proud of you. Uh, I liked that. Uh, hey, you know what my favorite mechanic? 5th edition? Short rest. Eat a dick, everyone. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's just uh, short rest. Let's sit here for an hour while the big bad wizard in the next room over, you know, finishes whatever he's doing. He already finished it. Well, yeah, but at the same time, we didn't know that. No, we didn't. But fuck me, I had to sit there to fight you. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, my DMing style in comparison to uh, Ian's or any other DMs that you've uh, watched or listened to or played with. Um, thank you guys again for letting me play this story out with you guys. And uh, yeah, I hope we can do this again sometime. Maybe we'll uh, play out the uh, next fight with the uh, clan of the Onyx Blade and the uh, the shadowy... Uh, cult that is the cult of Orcus. No, nope, hey, because only good things happen when you bring in Orcus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Thank you. Yes, it was good. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Um, so until next time, everybody. Uh, thank you, and uh, keep on rolling. Hey.